Hello fellow homebrewers, JP here, and I want to introduce to you the brand new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Series available at More Beer. More Beer sells the highest standard in homebrewing equipment, and the Brewbuilt Conicals are just that. They're made from mere polished 304 stainless steel, and they come with loads of features that you and I have been looking for. They have a full 2-inch bottom dump valve, which will eliminate your clogging issues, while the sturdy base includes four reinforced legs, just like those big pro tanks do. More Beer also carries the Brewbuilt line of options and add-ons like casters, pressure kits, and even external glycol chillers. So you can find out more about the new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Unitanks by going over to morebeer.com for detailed videos on the entire line of Brewbuilt Conicals. You can trust Brewbuilt with your next fermentation, and you can trust More Beer to find the right conical for you. Brewbuilt at morebeer.com. Today's Sunday session is brought to you thanks to the fine folks at More Beer. Visit them right now at morebeer.com. Great beer is about drinkability. Doesn't matter oh, yeah. the style. You guys are like walking beer Wikipedia. And that's the first time that you've ever accepted me as a person. Or you have a fermentation in your gut. Yeah. I'm Jeff propelled at all times. <laughs> How many guys do you think that you have the privilege to slap? Somebody who's never tasted a commercial example. And this is how you know everything about this beer? Please, you don't. I you think it's bullshit. <laughs> I think it's bullshit, too. Wow. Are you guys going to arm wrestle? No. no. We're going to teabag fight. Yeah. <laughs> you heard of Junkyard Wars? Can I get another high five, Beavis? <laughs> now, live from the Brewing Network Studios in Northern California, this is the radio program for home brewers. Craft brewers, beer lovers, and beer geeks. It's your only source for live beer radio that brings expert brewers together with, well, expert drinkers. This is the radio program with a head on it. This is The Session. Everybody, it's the session. Welcome, welcome to the greatest. Uh, I'm turning the wrong fader down, man. I'm out of it. Dude. Still the greatest. Still the great. Still the greatest, baby. We haven't changed since day one. We still have no idea how to work the control board. Um, all that good stuff. It's good to be consistent. Yes, yeah. it is good to be consistent. Right. Otherwise, you know, people. St- well, the king of waffles. They might have the king of waffles. We used to get called waffling by that Australian, New Zealand guy or whatever. Oh. I think uh-huh. I think he's a British guy. Anyway, whatever. Um, I don't know. I'm just a throwback joke, Warren. Before oh, okay. your time. Before, okay. Before <laughs> I started listening from the beginning? Yes. Okay. Uh, welcome, everybody, to the almighty session. We have a great show for you guys today. Um, we are going to be speaking with Luke from Streetside Brewery. Uh, out of Columbus. No, Cincinnati. I'm reading their press release, and it says that the thing is in Columbus. So I read the wrong. Uh, I'm like scanning, quick the, scanning the, for the C, you know, and the, the other and city thing. in Ohio. Yeah, well, there's only two. Everything else is just flat and farmland, right? Right. I think so. Uh, no, but they've uh, they've haven't been around too long, man. But they're already winning a bunch of awards. Apparently, like uh, one of the beers we're going to try um, is a Berliner Weiss with raspberries. 
um, and it won a, cleaned up at uh, the um, 2016 Ohio Craft Beer Festival in Columbus, which is, see, I'm clearly I'm reading the thing, and so I got confused in the thing. Right. Um, but uh, it's called the King of Ohio competition, so I'm excited to talk to them about that. And uh, you so know, we have that beer here? We have that beer here, yes, Excellent. that's correct. That is correct, my friend. Uh, so we're doing that. Uh, you know, we got a little bit of feedback. Apparently, Kim Shimke is here uh, in the studio live. You keep letting her in. Is the feedback about her? It should be. God, I hope not. <laughs> I think what we should, we should do is we should have a, a Kim Shimke appreciation minute. It's kind of like a mini oh. Thanksgiving, uh-huh. uh huh, where we just go around the room and and appreciate Kim for one minute. This feels like a trap. <sighs> Yeah, it's something that sounds like you might want it, but once it's happening, you definitely don't. <laughs> no, that's true. Yeah. Uh, that's true. But I think that'd be nice. It's it's in the, the Thanksgiving spirit, right? We could say what, what, what we're thankful for. It feels out of character Kim. for you all. Wow! I'll, Just wait. I'll, I'll tell you what. I'll get to put it on the agenda. <laughs> right. Kim, how do you spell appreciation? I'll put uh, app. I don't know. Yeah. Kim Appman. Kim Appman. Kim Appman. And then, and then in about two hours, I'm like, Bevo, who the fuck is Kim <laughs> Appman? And why do I not have her contact information? No one tells me anything. Is she on the phone? Yeah, I got to Skype her or something. Yeah. You got to give me at least a minute to come up with what I'm going to say for my part of that minute. That's, that's true. I mean, that look, that, this is, that is well within the game, the rules, right. my friend. Yeah. A preparation minute for appreciation. Yeah. Yeah. I'm ready right now. <laughs> <laughs> Uh-oh. Um, anyway, uh, thank you to our show sponsor, of course, More Beer. And uh, you can get absolutely everything you need to make great beer at home by going to morebeer.com. Or, you know, cider or wine or coffee roasting or all of that kind of fun stuff. They have a bunch of stuff there. I was actually there this weekend picking up coffee roasting supplies, which is mainly uh, coffee beans. <laughs> if you have the roaster, what else is there? Exactly right. I have the roaster, and I'm like, well, that's the only supplies I need, man. Um, Didn't they have a sale this weekend? Uh, like a store sale or something? I think that they did. I think, uh, yeah, I don't really know. Well, for Black Friday and Cyber Monday, do they have a Cyber Monday? Cy- I, I got, I got Cyber Beans. You can oh. plant them, and a whole, a whole server farm grows up. You, you just put store them in your computer, yeah. and it tells you what what they taste like. You can do that too, yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, no, we've been doing this thing where, like, basically, we're making half calf like coffee at home now. We just roast roast normal caffeinated beans, and then you roast decaffeinated beans, and you mix them together, mm-hmm. and it's like, oh, okay, why? So you can drink coffee before going to bed. Um, well, I did that last night. I had my first cup of like legitimate decaf coffee. Last night. So uh, we uh, had Thanksgiving at Taryn's um, cousin's house for the first time, which kind of breaks the tradition that we have of going to her aunt and uncle's house. Anyway, boring story. Uh, but there was a ton of people there and, like, no food. She got, like, three slices of ham <laughs> for leftovers. And I'm like, well, this is stupid. Huh. I want leftovers. The Part, part of the, the benefit in America, folks, for those of you who don't know, uh, Thanksgiving is not really about celebrating it with your family so much as uh, uh, taking home leftovers as your reward <laughs> for braving your family. 
and all the oh you, right. oh you like the okay <laughs> yeah that's really great oh yeah right. enjoying uh, a nice meal without your family the next day <laughs> is what right. Thanksgiving's about yeah right and uh, poor Taryn because she's pregnant you know she's like twenty three weeks or whatever mm-hmm. and uh, everyone's going oh wow you get you're getting so big and she's like what the fuck is wrong with you people stop telling me this were people feeling her belly um I don't know I left her alone because I've been in a car with her for an hour and a half I sure. wanted to leave but That's um enough. I'm just kidding um but yeah we got no food we had like no leftovers except for a little piece of ham mm-hmm. and uh so we just made our own we did our own Thanksgiving on Sunday night there you go. we you went to the store and you can <laughs> buy like pre-cooked turkey breast just the whole like you know cut off the arms and the legs and whatever and the neck and and so where does decaf coffee fit for pie well yeah regular coffee works for that also well but you know look she has to go to work in the morning she didn't want to stay up late at night and i just in solidarity was like okay i'll have some decaf coffee because <laughs> i already have it roasted and you had to grind it it's a whole thing but yeah. uh that makes sense make it your own blend hmm. yeah you know just enough decaf to, to so you can't can you taste the difference it. yeah yeah. Yeah, you can. Like, decaf coffee is watery. Mm. It's just a little watery. It's kind of like mud. It's like it's like dirt water. It's not even mud. It's dirt. Like, mud would imply yeah. that there's, like, a texture and, like, a viscosity and, like, sure. a, you know, whatever. Um, yeah. It's it, like it's, pond water. It's like dirty water. And even more so because at least, like, with, with caffeine, you go, okay, well, at least something's happening. Right. right. At least, a I'm, purpose <laughs> at least I'm generating some sort of thing in yes. my body. Uh, but no, it's just like, oh, here's hot dirt water. Well, it Thank sounds you. like that would pair well nicely with pie. Uh, the pie was kind of trash, too. Oh. <laughs> but uh, the turkey breast was roasted already. Or not roasted, uh, smoked. Oh, okay. So it was kind of nice. Hmm. You know, when you become a parent, people come to you. So you'll probably be hosting next year. We're going to be doing... Yeah, probably... Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Then you'll have all the food. You can even hide some. <laughs> well, at her cousin's, dude, we, we would we, people bring extra turkeys to just, like, deep fry so everyone has leftovers because wow. that's the kind of family they are. Apparently not mm-hmm. on the other side. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Oh, that's normal. That was that's normal. What it was. That wasn't this year. No, no. This uh, year was like, oh, okay, here, have a bunch of corn. They forgot to bring out the corn, so they're trying to, like, <laughs> give away fucking freezer bags full of corn. And I'm like, first of all, it's just canned. It's not like it's special corn. Second yeah. of all, no. But you could have twice warm <laughs> canned corn. Yeah, and everybody wants that, yeah. man. Uh, <clears throat> anyway, the point of the story is get all your coffee roasting supplies at more beer. <laughs> right. Nice segue. Caffeinated and decaffeinated. Yeah, I think it'll be. I think it'll be a great buddy time. Not buddy. <laughs> yeah, if you like pond water, it was weird, man. I mean, look, the quality of the coffee is good, but just decaf inherently in general mm-hmm. to me just kind of tastes like like mud, like dirt water. Yeah. Because there's how no they, body. How do they decaf uh, green bean, green, uh, beans? Um, they do either a Swiss water process, water. Uh, where I forget what that means, or there's a chemical that they soak, yeah. and it actually just bonds to the caffeine and pulls it out. Oh. And then they can separate that caffeine and then sell it to, like, Coca-Cola. Red right, yeah, or it ends any up sort of, Yeah, no, it does. It ends up in, like, caffeinated drinks and, yeah. and all that oh. kind of stuff, yeah. Hmm. Pretty interesting, don't you think? Then that, they use money water. Then, 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 then it's just muddy water, yeah. Yeah, it doesn't taste any better in a Red Bull either. No. Yeah, okay. Kim, what are you doing here today? I was bored. You're bored? And you know you guys are my backups. <laughs> what fell through? Because you came in looking like, uh, looking like, um, uh, Ed, not, what the fuck, Dave Chappelle when he was trying to be uh, Prince. 
Because you had oh, the velour the, jacket the on or whatever? The velvet jacket yeah. Yeah. in aubergine, not purple. What is aubergine? It's an, it's an important distinction. In Scotland, right? It's like eggplant. It's a fancy word for purple. Oh. <laughs> okay. Although my couch, wow. which is also the same color, Macy's called a jelly bean. Jelly bean. Yeah. Oh, that's fun. Do you wear that jacket sitting on your couch and blend in <laughs> to hide like camouflage? <laughs> no, I just look extra classy having yeah. aubergine on top of the jelly bean. I think you sound classy when you say aubergine, but then you put the jacket on, and people are like, "Oh, you're just wearing a couch." That's a damn nice jacket. Let's be real. Well, I try to put it on. I can't. <laughs> I, you're I, too I, broad. Yeah, well, like my frame and Kim's frame are definitely not equals. Huh. Let's put it. Let's put it that way. I felt I, very fat. Well, I, I wouldn't like, have guessed. <laughs> Had you not tried on the jacket? Yeah, well, yeah. Yeah, I'm short. Are you, you're, you honestly you're just here to hang out? Because I just want to make sure that I don't have to do anything. We keep saying like it's been established. I'm yeah. coming in once a month, and you keep being surprised hmm. by this. I think she misses us. I think she misses us. You guys already here. know that I'm the one that's trying to make SBFFs. <laughs> Does well, she bring trying. us anything this week? No, we she eat? doesn't bring... No, I, I hope not. <laughs> I felt like it wasn't appreciated. So Actually, you know what? That please, Okay, from now on, Don't whenever you come... No, no, whenever you come in, I want you to bring a food item. <laughs> an offering. Of your choice. Yeah, an offering to the, to the gods, please. Yeah. You know what? I actually would. Would you eat it? Well, I don't know. I can't promise that, but you need to at least bring it. Yes, how about that? You bring it in, and we will all at least promise... To tr- think about trying it. Okay. Well, you guys I, are like a charity case, so I can write it off whatever I purchase. I, yeah. I think yeah, we have do. had to try everything you've brought in <laughs> well, up until true. this point. That's true. You're absolutely right. I get very hurt if you don't. <laughs> um, speaking of um, not being hurt, but uh, hey, if you need a lawyer, go to the Beer Law Center. <laughs> BeerLawCenter.com. John over there. Uh-huh. John over there. Uh, I know for a fact has a pretty good, uh, pretty good thing going on right now, or, or at least a, a high-profile case. Oh. I'm not going to say where I saw uh, someone lift the in, like an entire like image, not just the hop grenade, but uh-huh. like the whole, like just. Oh, here's a photo of the shirt that you sell. Why don't I just take that and sell it? <laughs> so, all right. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so he brings you feedback, and, uh, oh, God, I was like, where did it go? And the tab's right here. Everyone relax. This uh, one piece of feedback, which, what happened to feedback? We were getting some feedback. You know, we were going, baby. Right. We were going, and uh, we got one piece. Oh, well. And tons of spam. Do people know where to send feedback? Feedback at thebrewingnetwork.com. Apparently, Warren has an email address now, a, a Brewing Network email address. Right. Apparently, it took this long. <laughs> and so, I, I w- every now and then, would get a message on Facebook or some other form of uh, social media or communication. Yeah. Say, mentioning, oh, I emailed Beardy at thebrewingnetwork.com and never heard anything back. And I was like, well, yeah, actually. Because you're an asshole. Well, <laughs> so in addition to up? that, it didn't exist until about <laughs> a, two weeks ago. So they don't even know where they're sending it? They just they thought, thought that it's Beardy at brewingnetwork.com? Well, I mean, JP has one. Tasty yeah. has one. Yeah. They're, they're, other people. Doc Man, probably has one, one that he never uses. like my first week. Yeah. Sorry, Warren. It's fine. I mean, I've been happy not having to talk to people. <laughs> I think it's. Oh, you don't uh, get that, Ben. Oh, yeah. okay. <laughs> I think it's more of uh, he didn't want to do the work until he knew that you were going to use it. Hmm. The work of typing in beardy and look <laughs> at the brewing have, network. Have you seen how many cigarettes there are out in the world? <laughs> they won't it's go sweet. Smoke you're rationalizing themselves. for Justin. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, yeah, I'm just kidding. Where See, is Justin? He's in Europe or something, right? Oh, is he? I think, I think he just so. left. Yeah. Oh. I left today, actually. Huh. All right. Well, hey, man, God bless. Hopefully he brings us back some good beer. He's not coming they back. Have beer? Oh, good. <laughs> oh, oh, good. Uh, yeah, uh, remember been, a couple years ago? Americans. Yeah, like a couple years ago, he brought back like a ton of beer, and we tried it on the air. Remember that? It was a good oh, time, right? Right. Yeah. <clears throat> Hopefully, that happens. That would be great. That could happen again. I think that'd be amazing. Okay, yeah. here's the feedback. This is in response from that guy who wrote in about labeling the beer in his uh, store by who owns it. You know, oh, where right. they say, like, yes. Heineken instead of Lagunitas, oh, yeah. right? Right, yeah. Uh, it says, Justin and the crew, which maybe that includes Kim. Probably I, not. I don't know. Today it can. Once a month. <laughs> Once a month. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, hearing my email read on your show was an honor. Wow. See, now wow. this guy gets it. This guy is our right, guy. No, yeah, I wish yeah. you right in to be honored. Yes. Yeah, well, let yes. Us honor reading. you. Keep reading. You read your letter. You're honored. And to reply to JP and the others, no, I don't really think that changing our product tags will really matter all that much in terms of sales. We still have our diehard Goose Island drinkers, for example. However, one of you suggested it was for our own edification. You are correct. It's probably me because I I like that word. (laughs) That sounds like you being right. Yeah. Uh, we feel consumers should have honest, accurate information to make informed decisions. If we could, we'd make sure none of these brands would have a place on our shelves, but that's not the case. We do, however, place them in less than prime viewing locations in our refrigerator or sales racks way above or below eye level. That's kind of funny because usually uh, Hmm. these higher brands, everyone wants eye level on the shelf, right? And these guys are just going, no, way up the top or way at the bottom. I think it's funny. Uh, one of our fridge doors is in full view of customers as they walk into our store. What do we put in it? Craft beer from our own state with two dedicated shelves for our three local breweries, two of which are in our town. It's our tacit endorsement of independent craft. Some interesting exceptions exist in the beer world, as you well know. We still enjoy carrying Victoria and Southern Tier, though they formed a holding company. Uh, we're also okay with Oscar Blues buying Cigar City. In these situations, it's akin to two Davids teaming up to take on Goliath and his high-end lackeys. Oh, this guy's passionate. Mm. One last thing. Alpha Zero Three, that band that we were playing uh, last show, was right to submit their single to you. Because of their faith in their music and you playing it on the air, I looked them up and bought their album. Nice. That's cool. Yeah. Plus that dude, uh, I forget his name now, but he was a longtime listener, too. So right. I like that, man. Listeners supporting listeners. Uh, he says, cheers, uh, John Shoemaker. He says, P.S., regarding your conversation about rubbing it out to Bevo, when did we... Oh. That wasn't a conversation. That was... I forget now. That's probably Warren saying that. She either needs a big raise or some fresh towels or both. <clears throat> I, I don't know, man. I, think... I didn't write it, Bev. Don't look at me like that. Yeah. I remember... At the end of the show one time recently, Justin was talking about that. <laughs> yeah, well, that makes a lot of sense. That's all I remember about it. Yeah, that's probably right. <clears throat> anyway, that was brought to you by the Beer Law Center. Uh, Warren, do we have a Twitter game today, buddy? Well, we would, but I can't remember the password to get you into You know I'm Twitter. sitting right next to you, right? Well, I can't ask for you to tell me <laughs> no, it right he, now. No, he doesn't know. Oh, you could know. show me your screen. Oh, well... Fine. <laughs> this might be why I haven't had a password or an email. Yeah, because he knows you now, can't handle the responsibility. I can't even log in to something. You can't. You can't deal with it, Warren. Yeah. So we will when we get back. Okay. We will. Kim is. Oh, I think Kim even did it wrong just now. No. Huh? Wow. 
You guys I are amazing. I might have the username wrong also. Well, that's all right. I do want to tell you guys about Session Beers, the new book at Brewers Publications. Low alcohol Session Beers, they say, have taken the craft beer movement by storm. More than half of the fastest growing brands are beers with less than 5%. ABV, excuse me. If you're interested in honing your session beer brewing skills, there's a brand new book from the Brewers Publication that is a great addition to your brewery library, Session Beers, Brewing for Flavor and Balance. Session Beers is written by World Beer Cup and Great American Beer Festival award-winning brewer Jennifer Talley, who we've had on the show. Session Beers explore the history behind some of the world's greatest session beers, past and present, but not future. I'm disappointed in them. Learn how stouts, sour ales, experimental IPAs, and more of your favorite styles can be brewed to be less than 5% ABV. Yes, it's possible, everybody. Been but preaching it forever. Like it. Sure, because you can do it without <laughs> sacrificing taste or balance, Morn. Great. Session beers include popular recipes for professional and home brewers, along with personal stories from some of the best brewmasters in America. Learn more and order a copy of Session Beers at brewerspublication.com. All right, so you want to take a break, and then we'll come back and do... We're, we're locked yeah, in. It took him a few tries, it but took we got it. one. We got it. It'll uh, be back. Or it'll be ready when bastard. we get back. Will it, though? Maybe. It's ready now. Man, I'll tell you what. Before we get to break, I've been researching... Uh, speaking of being frustrated, right? <laughs> were we? Yes. Oh, okay. Because you, you were frustrated about oh, the, yes. the thing. Uh, motherfucker, dude. Strollers. Oh, <laughs> and especially double-wide? Huh? The double, double wide, wide strollers. strollers. They take up no, more they room. They do have those. Yeah. For one kid, I'm only having one kid. Oh, currently, yeah. this is a personal. Currently, well, that's true. <laughs> yeah, no, no. I'm talking. Yeah, like I'm researching, like to buy a oh, stroller. Yeah. There are so many brands and so many different styles of stroller. Yet mm-hmm. the human frame has been the same for at least 20 years. <laughs> Why? I, I, I don't understand. I got frustrated, man. We went to yeah. Babies R Us for Why the first time. Why don't you just time. look at the highest rated on Amazon? Because that's not always what I, I want. You're at Disneyland all the time. Just go. Yeah, you can test your survey. survey. You can test drive it right there. Yeah. Are those pneumatic tires? <laughs> yeah. I thought about well, and, and then we go. This is this is my personality is where I go. Okay, well, we probably need two because one for maximum comfort, and then one for like Disneyland. Mm-hmm. Because right. I hate those people with the giant long stroller yeah, and like the same. big kicked out tires that looks yeah. like you yeah. basically live in Oakland and you exactly. slam your car but kick your tires away with out. spinners. Yeah. yeah. Oh man, I'm, I should get spinners on yeah. my. Do you mean the same stroller that carted around your crap? Yeah. The last time you oh, were yeah. at Disneyland? Hey, man, you know what? I, you know, I don't like to, no, yes. That's why people bring it. They, they, they don't, the kid can walk. They use the that kid, for cargo purposes. Yeah, and I just, I don't know, it makes me mad. So I'm like, well, I, maybe I should get one of the umbrella strollers, like the small little things for the, right, I, but, and then I don't know. And then I get, and then I get freaked out and then I go, I just want to leave because it's too many fucking choices. Yeah, why? Yeah. And like, uh, it's like buying a car. You need, sometimes you want to need a truck, sometimes you need an SUV, sometimes you want to, you know. Yeah. It's hard to do one thing with one piece of equipment. Right. And then car seats. These oh. things are like formed around the heads where it's like you're going to be oh. shot. You're going to shoot the baby into space. <laughs> where like they're right. just, you know, and there's padding on either side. It's fucking intense. Well, and then you can get car seats that are also strollers that you kind of like pop out of the frame. Those are called uh, travel... Why are you looking at me? Yeah, no, I'm not looking at carriers. you. <laughs> no, but they're called like travel sets or something like that. Like oh. that. Stro- yes. And now I don't care. Like I've already dealt with this with. Cri- I just. So, you, I, so you're I, not even interested in that. 
I'm not interested in anything anymore. Oh, okay. I don't even. I just don't want to do it. Just get a rebuilt shopping cart from Bubbles. Throw a pillow in it. <laughs> It'll be and fine. Call it good. I don't know. I was just fucking frustrated, man. Just buy. And I never thought I'd be going into parking in the expectant mother's parking. Oh, yeah, you're not even a parent yet. No. Well, it depends on who you talk to, I guess. Are you baby proofing yeah. your house? Like putting those little caps on the uh, electric outlets? No, our, our outlets have a thing where like you have to push in both prongs at the same time for because it's like a it's like a i don't know it's really? like proofed yeah what about sharp corners oh my shit's around cabinets and all that shit my shit's around uh, no because look i grew up you know crawling on you know the floor and falling down and and hitting my head on things and i turned out just fine you want your kids to be yeah. a kinesthetic learner yep, yes, i'm yes, too uh, dumb to know what that uh, yeah is that a brand of stroller i'm not sure <laughs> It's fine, huh? Yeah, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. Don't worry about it. T-minus four months? <laughs> March 24th. That's that's right around the corner. Uh, it is. It is. Uh, anyway, uh, uh, thanks for indulging me, everybody. I just, you know, you got to get stuff out of your brain to, to kind of overcome. Uh, when we come back, we're going to hear from uh, Warren and his, what I'm sure is going to be an amazing Twitter game. And then we're going to talk to Luke from Streetside Brewery. Hang on. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Brewcasters. Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. Are you a member of the White Labs Customer Club? If not, you should be. It's the easiest way to earn free stuff for turning in your old homebrew labels from either vials or pure pitch. All you have to do is save your labels and redeem them for things like free yeast, an exclusive White Labs t-shirt or sweatshirt, and even the opportunity to brew with the yeast man himself, Chris White. Signing up is easy. Just go to whitelabs.com slash customer club, fill out the registration form, and then mail in your labels. They will return the favor by sending you awesome White Labs swag. Go sign up today at whitelabs.com slash customer club. White Labs, pure yeast and fermentation since 1995. The 21st Amendment. Watch out! Do you like beer? They make beer. Watch out! Do you like friends and fun? They make friends and fun. Watch out! Do you still like to have a good time? The 21st Amendment. Watch out! The 21st Amendment in San Francisco, located at 563 2nd Street, two blocks from the building where baseball is seen and played. Try their beers in the pub or try them in the can. Featuring... Monk's Blood. Made with real monk. Watch out! So why not have the best time of your life? Go to the 21A and Sean O'Sullivan will personally greet you with a can of Monk's Blood. The 21st Amendment. Watch out! This advertisement is not in any way affiliated nor associated with the 21st Amendment Bar and Pub, nor its subsidiaries or affiliates. This telecast is not copywritten by the 21st Amendment for the private use of the Brewing Network. Any use of this telecast without Jamil Zanishev's consent is prohibited. Suck it, JP. Brewing Great Beer is a process of continuous learning, and the best books on every aspect of brewing can be found at Brewers Publications, with more than 50 awesome titles like Modern Homebrew Recipes by Gordon Strong, Designing Great Beers, The Ultimate Guide to Brewing Classic Beer Styles by Ray Daniels, American Sour Beers, Innovative Techniques for Mixed Fermentations by Michael Tonsmeyer, For the Love of Hops, The Practical Guide to Aroma, Bitterness, and the Culture 
Culture of Hops by Stan Hieronymus and Radical Brewing, Recipes, Tales, and World-Altering Meditations in a Glass by Randy Mosher, plus many, many more. These are the books and the authors with the knowledge to push your brewing farther than you thought possible. And you'll find them all at fine homebrew and book retailers everywhere. And visit the website at BrewersPublications.com. Brewers Publications, all the best on beer and brewing. Marin Brewing Company in Northern California has been making award-winning beers for more than 25 freaking years. Today, I want to tell you about their new 12-ounce cans of Mount Tam Pale Ale. The good stuff, Mount Tam is bright gold. 5.5% ABV to keep you feeling good and has been winning awards since 1989. If you're visiting the Bay Area, get your butt out to Marin Brewing Company. They pour tasty beers and serve great food every day until midnight. Come in for a tour, stay for the food, and pick up a six-pack of cans of Mount Camp Pale Ale to enjoy at home, camping, biking, or whatever the hell you do. Owner Brandon Moylan has this to say about Marin Brewing beers. It's freaking awesome. Marin Brewing has won more than 100 gold medals in international competitions. Check out MarinBrewing.com for all their award-winning beers, food, and merch. Marin Brewing Company in Larkspur, California. Award-winning taste, refreshing finish. It's freaking awesome. This is Corey King from Side Project Brewing, and you're listening to the session on the Brewing Network. There's murder all around you, on the streets and in the skies. Welcome back, everybody. It's the session. We're still here. Just throwing Bev under the bus to herself, and I'm all right. Well, and now to everybody else. Yeah. She ghost rides. She, she drives the bus and then gets out and lays underneath it. <laughs> <laughs> she must be a fast runner to get out in front of it. Uh, no, buses don't go very fast. Oh, yeah. okay. Uh, Warren. Yes. Do we have a Twitter game? Sure. All yeah. right. What's the Twitter game? Um, the Twitter game <coughs> is uh, regarding holiday beer, since oh. we're kind of right in the middle of the holidays. Oh, it's fucking on right now. Yeah. Dude. yeah. Um, I, at least personally, it seems like we finally reached the point where pumpkin beers are a thing of the past. In terms of a seasonal holiday beer, okay, you and, think so? Well, I'm just saying I, I made it through the up until now without actually having seen one oh, on wow. the shelf or Same for anywhere. Me. I'm not looking for them, but I, but well, right. I see a lot of tap lists and I've yeah. never seen one yet. Yeah, usually it's just inundated where it's like, okay, you can't even three. avert your eyes and you see three of them, right? And, and, well, uh, but this year I didn't even notice one. So okay. yeah. I'm wondering what is going to be the next. Holiday beer. What's the next going holiday be, beer trend? Huh? Yeah, the, yeah, exactly. Okay, all right. Hit us up on the old Twitter, bros. And will we like it? <laughs> <laughs> well, I can tell you, no. Oh, okay. Probably not. <laughs> yeah. The better answer is to be beers we won't like. So we, right. It'll, yeah. It'll go the way of the. Point. We don't have to like it. That's. I mean, it's. It seems like that's what beer trends are now. Is beers that I don't like. Hmm. Beers so that we don't like. Like when when's the black mild trend gonna happen? <laughs> or when's the pale ale that's an actual pale ale trend gonna happen? I, I guess that happened in the nineties. Yeah, but. the the black mild trend I think was in seventeen eighty. <laughs> uh, Let's go back. Yeah. Man, they just don't make them like they used to. You know yeah, what I mean? Right. Uh huh. Yeah. I so 
I mean, we're just too cool for all the hip new trends, I guess. <laughs> I guess so. Um, you know, I've never been accused of being too cool for something, so <laughs> I appreciate never. you telling me that. Yeah. I don't know, man. Beer trends are uh, beer trends are weird. I mean, right now it's the sour trend, but uh, who knows? Well, I guess the hazy. I don't know. What is the most trendy beer right now? Hmm. Kettle sours are in, in hazy. And, uh, yeah. That's the thing? Yeah. Fruited beers. Seems like. But it seems IPAs. like those never go away, right? They just well, kind fruit, of... Yeah, but fruited, like IPAs and stuff are sort of like... Well, know. let's ask our guest. Luke from yeah. Streetside Brewery is on with us. Luke, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. How you doing, man? You doing yourselves? Perfect, perfect. Hey, we were just uh, right in the middle of the most important conversation we've ever had in our entire lives. What's the most trendy beer that you guys see out there in Ohio right now? Uh, I was... Biggest one right now is probably um, New England IPAs for sure. That's the most. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah, I, I get that. I mean, sour beers are, are you know, and Trinity doesn't have to be bad. Of course, I love sour beers, so I'm I'm excited. Yeah. I guess to see the sour beer trend kind of cresting and 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 whatever. But uh, yeah, you're probably right. The the hazy beers. Now you guys brew a couple of hazy beers, right? That IPA. Yeah, we do so. some. Uh, we do a few of them. Um, I mean, it started off as like a really fun thing to do, but now that everyone's kind of doing it, I was just like, well, this isn't as cool as it used to be, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, and that's how trends die, I guess, right? You know, it's like uh, when I was a kid, it was, it was uh, you know, cuffing your pants and then putting safety pins up on the seam. I don't, you, know. You, that still? I don't know if anybody <laughs> does that anymore, but I'm like, man, this is a pain in the ass. And then it just it died out. I mean, this is, you know, 20 years ago. I never heard of that. Really? Oh, no, dude. Um, I was living in the future at that point. I was like, no one's, <laughs> no one's doing this. I must have been wearing Dockers then or something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> With a belt tucked yeah, in and the, the whole yeah, thing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Luke, uh, thanks for joining us, man. I know we have some beers from you to get to uh, probably in the next break, but we might break into them later on in this break. Who knows? Or in this segment, who knows? But uh, do me a favor and tell me how you kind of got into into brewing in general, and then how you how you landed at Streetside. Okay, yeah, I mean, uh, starting off, uh, I did uh, hospitality management at the University of Cincinnati, and so I was doing hotels, and I wanted to get into the food and uh, beverage industry, and so I thought like the best way to kind of get in was to do uh, my sister on certification, and uh, I thought I could kind of like jump ahead of people, go straight to management, you know, so. Um, through the sister, I learned that you actually have to know how to brew beer. And so not knowing how to brew and being more of a hands-on guy, I decided I'd start homebrewing just to kind of teach myself. And then just as the story goes for everyone, you know, after my first beer or my first brew, I fell in love with it. And then after that, it just became an obsession. Um, going forward, it was about six months into homebrewing uh, is where I got my big my big cake. It was uh, I entered a competition for the Key Lime Goza. And uh, it was a competition, about 350 entrants, and I entered one beer, and I took Best of Show, which was pretty cool. Wow. Um, a key line yeah. goza. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. So there was uh, just old school, you know, goza, sea salt, coriander, and then uh, last 10 minutes of the boil, I put key lime zest into it. Wow. So it came out like a nice margarita flavor beer. Yeah, that could be good. That sounds pretty good, man. And so, wait, so, so to be a, a cicerone, you have to you have to know how to brew. Like you have to have done it before, or you thought that was just kind of the best way to learn is just to actually do it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. bad phrasing, my path. Uh, more just a sense that you know, just know how like ingredients and you know how you how you make like mash and wort and okay. how brew 
you know, so I was just for me reading a book, I wasn't really going to get that easily. So no. I thought just going down to the homebrew store, doing an extract kit, I'd do it. And then I was like, you know what? I want to do all grain. This is this isn't fun. <laughs> yeah, it's just like cheating. It feels like. So. Yeah, man, and I, I can't imagine just reading how to brew and then not. And not doing it, or, or like uh, that's how you get enough out of the you know the hobby or or, or whatever is is just absorbing it through the book and never actually doing it because the, the the reading is boring in general, but but uh, actually doing it, actually making beer, uh, you know that's where the fun is, and I think uh, you know good on you, man, for for getting in and and uh, just learning hands on. Yeah, it was. Uh, I mean, it was a fun experience though, but. Uh... But yeah, I mean, back to the story. Um, yeah, after that, uh, I met a guy from a brewery. Uh, the brewery's called uh, Mount Carmel. It's, uh, it's the oldest brewery in Cincinnati. Uh, it started in 2005. Um, and um, they uh, they basically just brought me in at maybe 11 months of home brewing. And then they brought me on to brew as the assistant. Um, and then from there, I brewed for about 14 months in the in the same sense I was I was still homebrewing maybe two, three times a week, um, <laughs> doing a lot of like carboy sours and everything like that. I mean, that's how I could keep up with all the beers. Um, and then um, the street side, it was just by by luck. Um, I knew uh, his name's Garrett Hickey. I knew his sister through high school and a little bit in college, and she had told me that uh, his family was looking into opening a brewery. Oh, wow. And so Garrett and I kind of got into contact, and he was working at another brewery in town, and. Um, they broke a press release and everything. I was like, oh, okay, this is actually really happening. Because you know, people are like, oh, we're going to do this, we're going to do this, and, you know, nothing really happens. But it happened, and um, he came over once, and we just homebrewed a beer together, tried some of my beers on tap, um, and then we were just talking. He was like, yeah, I'm not really sure who I want to hire. And I was like, well, what about me? And he's like, all right, man, you got the job. <laughs> That's how I got the job. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah, so it uh, worked out pretty nicely. So. I've been there uh, for about a year and three months. We're only a year and one month old. So I started last year in August. That's pretty wow. good, man. A year and one month old. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So, so uh, August 7th, 2016 is when we opened. Um, and, yeah, we just had our one-year anniversary uh, uh, September 30th, so a couple months ago. Um, and then, uh, yeah, so everything's been uh, smooth sailing so far. It looks like it. I was looking at your website, and it had all the uh, locations around in the Cincinnati area that you are that you have your beer. It was like a yeah. lot of places. You yeah. Have, you have a lot of accounts. You guys are everywhere. Yeah, we're, we're pretty excited about that, too, because uh, in the very beginning, uh, we stayed away from doing much tri- uh, distribution. So it was probably until month six is when we actually started putting kegs out. Okay. Um, and it was really small. And I think... And to, to me, I'm pretty proud about this one, but uh, roughly like 80% of all of our sales were done in-house. And for our size, we only did about 550 barrels for our first year. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, not a lot, but majority was in-house. So, we're pretty proud about that. And now we're looking at hopefully hitting 1,000 to 1,500 this next year. Um, and now we're just we're just really exploding everywhere. Our, our beers are pretty well received. So, we're, we're pretty stoked about that. Right, yeah. That's great. Must, and- be, must be good beer. Well, we're yeah, it's not bad. It's not bad. Luckily, Vivo is nice enough to get me on. So, <laughs> yeah. well, we're gonna find out here soon, Luke. And uh, you know, we're it's really just a California versus Ohio show. That's what it is. So we're gonna judge the entire state based on your yeah. beers and you as a person. And you as a person. Thank yeah. you, Warren. Yeah. Thank you for adding that I'm very important caveat. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, if they're terrible, we're gonna trip you in at GABF, and everyone you're gonna drop your glass. And everyone's gonna go. Whoa! 
Um, there's a good group out here, so there's a lot riding on me. <laughs> <laughs> That's true, man. So when you guys uh, opened up, uh, the community, I imagine, was 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 uh, receiving you very well, and 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 people were positive about uh, everything. Uh, you know, how's the uh, how's the community involvement been in, in in getting you guys to where you are? Really good. Uh, I would say starting off the bat, we kind of came out with a little a little bit of different beers. We didn't start off with like nut brown. Um, stout IPA. We actually, uh, our first beer was a kettle sour, which was actually my first time ever professionally doing one. And that was, uh, it's called Raspberry Beret. Um, and that beer actually got us uh, a King of Ohio award. So um, actually, I think you talked about this briefly mm-hmm. uh, beforehand. But yeah, so it was just pretty much out of like 70 breweries in Ohio. And uh, it was a session, session beer um, competition. And so we took uh, first place in sour category and then we took best of show out of everyone. Um, and so that was kind of some nice little hype for us because we were just 24 hours open. Uh, <laughs> yeah, dude. That's excellent. What big, what, wow, that's amazing. <laughs> you were open for one day, and you got, uh, let's see, what, what was it again? The uh, best, uh, best Sour and Best of Show at the King of Ohio competition in 2016. Yeah, so that was, that was pretty surreal for uh, Garrett and myself. Uh, just, you know, because we, to be honest with you, there's like, it was, he had done Kettle Sours prior at his old job. Yeah. Uh, but, but on our new system that Streetside has, we actually have to do in our match ton. So we were really freaked out because we thought, you know, all that grain that was in the prior, if our cleaning techniques weren't proper, you know, it would probably, we, we thought it would go butyric and we'd have to dump it. Um, and we were really sweating bullets. Like, that was a legitimate 24 hour brew day. For, like, we were just there all day feeding wow. at CO2, you know, just freaking out. And it turned out really well. So uh, that's probably cool. one of our most popular beers that we brew. Uh, we try to keep that during the spring summertime because uh, it's just a really big raspberry, you know, cup of juice basically with a nice tartness. Yeah, it sounds good. I think we have. Do we have some of that? Sadly, you don't. So oh. what happened was uh, the first box we sent out through FedEx that had the original bottle in it. And then FedEx said they lost the box. And it oh. turned out they said the slip fell off the box. So. Unfortunately, when I was about to fill up the second box, it ran out. So, unfortunately, I don't have that. I sent out uh, our key lime pie goza, though, instead, which I think you guys are really liking, said. Awesome. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm glad that you uh, that you explained fully what happened because, you know, heads were rolling here. Yeah. We're like, who stole Just, the beer? What happened? Who's going <laughs> to die? FedEx stole the beer. Yeah, I, was, I, was pretty, I was pretty mad myself. I was, I was pretty embarrassed. Like, man, this opportunity never happens. And, of course... This one time I ship beer out the thousand times we traded. This happens, right? <laughs> right, exactly, right. Yeah. Did they did they send the beer back to you at least, or some lucky so, some lucky I FedEx think, uh, drivers just pounding them? Yeah, I mean, dude, FedEx is good, but they're like, yeah, we have no idea what to start opening boxes. We're like, okay, that's fine. Just like find the box, please. But then we just said. Yeah, you know, screw it. We'll just ship a new one. So, <laughs> so next time, I'll put a dick pic on the box. That way you can say, oh, mine's with the one with the dick on it. Because <laughs> yeah. there's only one of those only one of those the there. mail. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, think that would be, uh, I think that would be amazing. So you said there's, there's about 70 breweries in Ohio. Oh, no, there's way more than that. In oh. greater Cincinnati, there's about to be 46. It's exploding right now in the wow. Cincinnati area. Uh, I think in Ohio, don't quote me, it's 
high 100s, almost maybe almost 200. Yeah, you know, I guess honestly, Luke, thinking about my my question, it was pretty stupid because Ohio's a pretty big place, <laughs> and I'm like, huh, 70 breweries? That seems kind of light, but I, you know, what do I know? There's 800 in in California, you know, in one square mile in California. So what do I know about anything? But uh, how, <laughs> no, how's for sure. <clears throat> yeah? Do you guys find that uh, competition creep kind of coming in, or or and taking your tap handles, or are there enough bars and, and people kind of interested in the craft scene out there to, to really support it? I would say it's a beauty about Cincinnati right now. They're really big into supporting local, uh, which is really nice. So, I mean, yeah, sure, like when uh, Devil's Backbone came in or I guess, uh, Oscar, or I'm sorry, uh, Cigar City is about to come in. I'm sure we'll definitely lose, not us in general, but just to a craft brewers in general, we'll probably lose a handle or two. But at the end of the day, they always come back. And, um, you know, that, that's, the, that's the nice thing about it. Um, when it comes to other craft breweries, we all try to be uh, really friendly with each other. I'd say the main thing that we see is a lot of ideas are somehow being repeated, not uh, purposely, but more like accidentally. Because, I mean, when you have so many brews and so many beers, it, it's hard to be super creative like it used to be, you know, yeah. say five, ten, three years ago, really. Um, but, I mean, I'd, I'd say that's the, like the, the worst negative thing that happens with as many brews there are. But, I mean, every year they, they'll do uh, Cincinnati Beer Fest. Um, uh, committee. Uh, I'm sorry. So a lot of the Cincinnati breweries will get together and they'll break off into teams like five or six, um, and about four or five breweries will be in between those teams, and then they'll all do their own collaboration with each other. And then a designated brewery will actually can or bottle for distribution in the Cincinnati area. Um, so we have fun things like that that happen that really kind of make it more enjoyable. Yeah. That is nice, and and you're right. It, it is harder to be uh, creative, which I think maybe why there's so many hazy IPAs out there, like uh, trends maybe catch on faster, I guess is what I mean, where, you know, yeah. 10 years ago or 15 years ago, you could put vanilla beans in a, in a stout, and then that's like, oh, my God, this is, what did they do? What? You blew everybody's mind, right. uh, and you can't do that yeah. anymore. Right. Now it feels like more getting, like, more – obscure oak barrels and you know different barrel aging techniques or spontaneous fermentation is now like the really out there kind of stuff that i'm starting to see what it's also really cool to get involved in if, if you can you know what's the next the what's the next hazy ipa if you know what i mean like what's the next craze i know you said spontaneous fermentation but is that that's kind of been there i think right or or is yeah. that I guess when I say that, I think more people are just like kind of getting on it, and you know, people are more willing to try. Um, but uh, for me, I don't know, man. I, people laugh at me all, all times. I think pilsners are going to make a comeback. Thank for you. Sure. Yes. Oh, perfect. I appreciate that. I, that's a trend I, I will get on. Uh, I, I yeah. love a pilsner, and uh, it's they're amazing. They're amazing beers. I think they're underrated beers. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I mean. Uh, for me, earlier, uh, so my girlfriend and I just went to Bomberg maybe three months ago. Um, and, you know, Bomberg is probably, like, the best beer capital in all in Germany. Yeah. And, you know, before I went, you know, I was okay with lagers and, you know, regular pills and everything. And then I went there. I was like, my gosh, I never knew these could taste so fantastic. Because <laughs> they're actually Blue cold fermented bread. there. Wait, what? I'm sorry. I said because they're actually cold fermented over there. Yes, they're actually done the traditional hard way, you know, with the uh, with the step mashing and decoctions and all that good stuff. Right, but just yeah. So I mean, it, it's it's taking me so much um, by surprise, you know, to the point that I've actually I'm talking into I'm talking to brewery owners and to let me designate a fermenter just to be a lager tank 100 percent when we get our new fermenter in because I just I can't get over them and luckily luckily uh, Garrett Garrett's been 
kind of going that that direction. So I think I think I might win this this fight, but we'll see. We'll see. Hey man, we'll we'll, we'll pull for you. Uh, you know, if 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 they want uh, you know some references or whatever, sure. Just call us up and, and I'll, I'll go look, Garrett. You know, come on. This is where it's at. Uh, is, is there a, a call for loggers out there? Or is that kind of something that you just want to see? Because I know part of the fun about being a brewer is to brew beers that you want to drink personally. Um, is there, do you find the public is clamoring more for our pilsners? Or at least maybe not clamoring, but interested in them enough to buy them because they're not hoppy, they're not cloudy, uh, they're not going to punch you in the face with alcohol. So this is my theory, and, and take for a grain of salt, but so for us out here, and I think this is in general, uh, out here in Cincinnati, there's a lot of beer followers, for sure, or um, I guess in that term, beer geeks, but I, I'm one too, so I'm not <laughs> Enthusiast, <laughs> yes, please. You're going you're gonna to send yeah, Tasty in a I'm spiral a, right I'm now. a geek, but I, call me an enthusiast. <laughs> you're, you're an enthusiastic uh, geek. Well, a lot of these guys, you know, and, you know, like I said, I'm one too, but, you know, they'll bring their friends to breweries and a lot of their, their friends, you know, they'll, they'll try all the beers on tap and they're like, yeah, I don't really like this. I don't really get it. And I feel like the beer nerds, their friends are the ones that are going to start bringing it back because when you look at it, they're going to come into the bars and be like, hey, I just want something that's close to Bud Light. We have a really nice session. We'll check pills and they're just a regular Bohemian style. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, I'm sorry. Uh, German style. Um, you, they're like, yeah, that really works nicely. And then say they come back to, they go to another bar, like, oh, you got a Pilsner, but say it's like a crap, it's kind of like a, a PC Pils, you know, it's got a little bit of hop character to it. Like, oh, okay, I can kind of dig this. And then from there they grow up and they go on to further beers. I feel like that Pilsner is always going to be that stepping stone beer that's really going to bring people towards it. And on top of, yeah, think of, you know, a lot of these beers that are coming out are just like high ABV. And especially for the brewers, you know, we get off work and we just want to have a, a couple beers just to smash and then we can drive home while, um, all good and good. And, um, you know, all these beers we can't. So it's just like some of the brewers want it, but also it's more of that stepping stone that feels really going to bring other people in. And I think a lot of the beer nerds are going to kind of help that with their on-drinking friends that they kind of want to bring into the drinking scene, you know. But, I mean, no, that's kind of like my theory, and that's how I kind of see it happening. No, to me, the, the, pil- the pilsners or lagers, uh, the, the attraction, you know, for me is the light, delicate flavor in there. And that's a lot of the new people that are getting into the beers. And, again, the enthusiasts or nerds. Are, uh, are, yeah. the, are bringing those people around and, and, and explaining that to them. Right. Yeah, and, and that's, I think that's what's really going to help carry it. But, yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, a lot of my buddies, you know, they'll, they'll crack one. They'll be like, damn, so this isn't Bud Light? And you're like, yeah, this is, like, how it should really try it. It's, yeah. it's a good beer, you know. There's <laughs> there's not a ton of adjuncts in there. It's it's a decent beer with malt. <laughs> yeah, and if it, gets, if it gets a little warm, it still tastes good, you know. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's the key, man. Well, I I appreciate that. I think you're spreading the good word, and you're doing you're doing the Lord's work over there, and uh, you know pushing <laughs> loggers because I, I you know I, I don't know I, I think that uh, the the craft beer scene and it sounds like you kind of feel this way too. Uh, maybe you don't. I don't know. Tell me, I'm an asshole if you don't. Um, is that it's it's everything is we're kind of trend chasing. Um, and then everybody's doing kind of the same thing. And then there's all these great styles that brought people in or currently bring people in uh, that are kind of just getting left alone. And I think we may be doing a little more damage than we mean to as, as, as an industry, I think, of just chasing the, the what's super popular. I don't know. Maybe I'm, like, putting way too <laughs> yeah. much importance on beer. We already but. found the 20% of America that likes bitter beer. Let's start making beer for the eighty percent that doesn't, <laughs> but still get them into the craft umbrella. Yeah, no, I, 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 I argue the I percentages, like but yes, there's, <laughs> there's, there's a market there. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. 
There's, well, yeah. that was 80% drinking macro versus <laughs> well, 20 it. versus craft. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. dropping now, man. Yeah. Uh, what's your guys' expansion plan? You know, we talked to, to so many breweries who are, are oh, yeah, we're going to be, you know, in production, full production brewery, or we're just focusing on our neighborhood. Or, But, I mean, it seems like, uh, like Tasty was saying on your website, you guys are kind of everywhere right now. Are you are you pushing growth, or, or what are you guys what are you guys going to do to to ensure that you're still making beers here in 15, 20 years. Yeah. So, I mean, that's the funny thing. I asked me that a year ago. My answer is completely different, but, um, we're, um, so at this moment right now, we're trying our best to kind of keep it local. Uh, we don't have any uh, plans of going into Kentucky, but slowly probably going up from the Cincinnati area, probably up to like the Dayton area, then maybe to Columbus, but that's more of like a pretty far shot. Mm-hmm. Uh, cause we only have sales rep right now. Um, but we just bought, so we only have 15 barrel, uh, four 15 barrel fermenters and we just bought a 45. Um, and so that one's going to be basically used just for our flagship beers. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we'll try to keep those rolling. Um, and then going on from there, uh, we do have light, um, canning and bottling, uh, for the canning, we'll just do like our, uh, one-off new England IPAs. Um, and then for the bottling, we're doing like our barrel aged stouts and our sour beers, um, now for our barrel aging program, we do expect to take that one a little bit harder than we originally planned. Mm-hmm. Um, mostly just expect, or we were mostly just waiting for our first barrel age release to kind of just kind of see, I'm um, sorry, that's our, um, bourbon barrel release stout, uh, to see how well it would sell. Uh, because honestly, Garrett, myself, uh, we aren't really big bourbon barrel guys. So we really didn't put a lot of effort into that program. So I think we only have like 10 barrels right now versus <laughs> our side, which has um, 36. Wow. Um, so, yeah. So we're uh, investing heavier into that. So we just picked up some apple, uh, like apple brandy barrels and we're getting more bourbon barrels in. We're going to try to expand that to like 20, 25 barrels um, and kind of keep that a continuous motion. But the sour program, we're really trying to expand a lot heavier. Um, so we are in the works of looking for a warehouse to kind of get our barrels out of. Um, because of our space, we have about, let's see, like 2,000 square feet. That's kind of like a small basement sort of. So it's like if you walk into our tap room, you're like basically on a loft, and then you look down 10 feet, and then you see the entire brew house. Mm-hmm. So the, the top layer is going to wow. be our, our tap room. And so underneath that, we have all of our barrels kind of tucked away behind the fire doors. Um, but it's expanding a lot faster than we were expecting. Um, trying to keep, you know, adding every month just so we can kind of layer it so we don't have like big lags between our releases. Yeah. Um, but yeah, warehouse is definitely something that we're looking into. And then with warehouse definitely comes, you know, potential fooders and then kind of really rip out the sour program. But we really want to be more focused on kind of like the barrel aging, um, kind of get that stuff out there, but also, you know, other niche beers because, like I said, I'm a beer nerd. Garrett's definitely a beer nerd. So we like to drink what – or we like to brew what we drink, obviously. And um, we want to keep up with that. And so that, that's basically the route we're going to roll with. Now, you say 10, 15 years. I really can't say that one because who knows what the market's going to be like in 10 to 15 years. But, well, yeah, I was just, you know. I just didn't want to shortchange you and say five. You know what I mean? So I was just oh, – yeah. yeah, the number. Like, <laughs> we're going right now. I would say um, definitely expanding in the barrel aging side, um, keeping up with like um, our house beers. But um, we do a ton of fruited kettle sour, valenter vices, and gozas on the side, you know, for the interim between uh, when we have a barrel age release. Mm-hmm. And those are really well received. So just keeping those going and – um, anything else that really is kind of like trendy, I guess, at the moment, but also something that 
uh, we ourselves like to, to drink, not just because it's what the people want, you know, but in a sense, you are a business, so you have to brew what the people want to an extent. <laughs> well, yeah, but it, it, it sounds like you're, you're also, you know, cognizant of the fact that beers are running through trends. And you want yeah. to make beers that you guys want to drink and, and that other people who maybe don't like those certain kind of beers, sour beers okay. or hazy beers or whatever, you're still making beer for them. Right. Oh, and I like that. I appreciate that. <laughs> we're beer drinkers too, Warren. Yes, sometimes. <laughs> well, right now we're drinking water. But yeah. uh, what beer should we have? Because uh, uh, I, I know that it's, I think it was a little different from the list that you sent, Bev. But I don't know. Yeah, um, so, we can have Bev go get those, and we can pour some beers. Yeah, we could probably start off because um, I sent a coffee beer. I don't know. You guys want to try the sours first, uh, yeah, and then sure. end on like the imperial stout. Sounds good to me. Yeah. All right, yeah. Um, I'd say uh, let's crack uh, All in the Family. That's our first barrel-aged sour release. So um, that's actually coming out in two weeks. So uh, I was really excited to get that out to you guys to try that out uh, okay. before the, the public release. So, yeah, let's try that bad boy. Okay. Uh, and then what next? They're in the, the walk-in, so we'll have, to, we'll have to take a break and then pour them all when we have the break. Um, so. Yeah, let's do um, – see here. Brett and Berlin oh, – I'm sorry. Brett and Berlin could be second. Then if you want to do – um, the Key Lime Goza, and then we should have Return of the Mac, which is going to be a blonde coffee. Uh, a blonde, I'm sorry, a coffee blonde. Okay, and then Demogorgon. All right, which one's that? The stout. That's going to be an imperial stout. Oh, she has. Well, then why was I writing it down, Bev? Look at you guys doing the same thing at the same like time. Writing it down, I burned like half a calorie writing that list. <laughs> Don't worry, she'll get you tacos with 700 calories in them. Yeah. Is that how the much show. they are? You're not allowed to have dinner. Well, Warren's not, uh, now not allowed to have dinner. dinner. No, no, fine. I didn't want dinner. Um, all right, Luke, uh, I'm going to take a break and wait for the beers, and then we're going to come back and we're going to drink We're going to drink your beers and judge your state. What do you think? All right. <laughs> oh, that's right. And him as a person, remember. Oh, that's right. Don't and you as a person. Him as a person. That's a bonus, though, Kim. Oh. That was a bonus. We're throwing you, can lose, you can lose twice. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Judge the state, judge the man. Those are the two. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, All right. But before we do that, I do want to tell you guys that uh, for years, the folks at More Beer have been leading the charge when it comes to cool and unique home brewing equipment like the Robo Brew, which is the easiest way to brew all grain. Made from stainless steel, the Robo Brew allows you to make nine gallons of beer all in one vessel. From boil to mash to cooling, the Robo Brew truly is self-contained. If you are thinking about getting an all grain brewing, you should seriously consider the Robo Brew. Or up your fermentation game with the all new Fermentosaurus Plastic Conical. It has a nine gallon capacity, a stainless steel stand, a sturdy butterfly dump valve at the bottom, and the best part is it will hold up to 35 PSI. Check out these awesome innovations and more over at morebeer.com. All right. About that break I mentioned. We are going to take it right now. And then when we come back, we're going to be speaking again with Luke from Streetside Brewery out of Ohio. Bev's going to be pouring us some tasty beers. And uh, we're going to have a good time. So hang on. We'll be right back. You're listening to The Brewcasters. The Brewcasters on The Brewing Network. Your support of the Brewing Network means everything to us. We couldn't produce shows without you. And we love giving you something extra for that support, like... 
Brew Your Own magazine. You already know it's a great brewing magazine full of recipes, equipment how-tos, discussions of beer styles, and brewing techniques. Whether you're new to brewing and just starting out or you're an old pro, you'll always learn something from the articles in Brew Your Own. Plus, there are amazing special issues like plans for building a Brutus 10 system, 250 classic clone recipes, and the Home Brewer's Answer Book. Brew Your Own magazine and BYO.com are awesome resources for any brewer, whether for yourself or as a gift when you subscribe or resubscribe from the Brewing Network homepage, you directly support programs like this. Get a great magazine and support the Brewing Network. Subscribe to Brew Your Own right from the brewingnetwork.com. Do you know the three most important rules in brewing? Sanitation, sanitation, and sanitation. And no one does it better than Five Star Chemicals. Five Star knows sanitation. You can only sanitize clean equipment. And Five Star knows how to clean, too. For craft brewers and home brewers, Five Star has what you need to keep your fermenters, serving tanks, kegs and draft lines sparkling and free of any beer-spoiling bacteria. PBW, caustic, acid cleaners, star sand, Santa Clean, lubricants and defoamers, pH stabilizers, and more. Five Star Chemicals has cleaning supplies, safety supplies, heat exchangers, pumps, hoses, and valves. And Five Star is proud to offer eco-friendly products that exceed customer expectations. If you have a cleaning problem, you need the Five Star Solution. Visit fivestarchemicals.com or call 800-782-7019. 800-782-7019 and get the Five Star Treatment today. Are you looking for a simple brewing system that's great for all grain brewing, but everything on the market seems to be full of compromises? Blickman Engineering has the answer. The Blickman Brew Easy All Grain Brewing System. The Brew Easy is a complete system with easy upgrades and a beautiful compact design, perfect for any size brewing location. At its core, the Brew Easy is built on two gorgeous Blickman Boilermaker brew kettles, a high temperature March pump, and either a top tier gas burner or the new boil coil electric heater. The Brew Easy adapter lid allows the pots to stack on top of each other, forming an efficient, strong, and compact brewing setup that comes in 5, 10, and 20-gallon batch sizes. Upgrade your BrewEasy system with full automated control by adding a Blickman Tower of Power temp controller and make moving around easy with the Blickman Kettle Cart. The BrewEasy is modular. If you already own a Boilermaker kettle, you can build your BrewEasy by purchasing just the modules you need. The new BrewEasy all-grain brewing system. See it today at BlickmanEngineering.com and brew with Blickman quality on your new BrewEasy. If you work in retail sales, the restaurant industry, or are a new craft beer enthusiast, or you know someone who is, you have got to check out Beer 101. Beer 101 is an online course created for anyone wanting a quick introduction to the vast world of craft beer. Beer 101 covers the history of beer, brewing ingredients and processes, vital stats like ABV, SRM, IBU and gravity, styles, tasting, glassware, and pairing beer with food. The Beer 101 course is offered by the Brewers Association at craftbeer.com, also home to the truly awesome Beer Style Finder, a visual guide to every beer style. Quickly play with color, bitterness, and alcohol content to interactively explore the entire world of beer styles with a gorgeously designed interface to your favorite beverage. The new Beer 101 course and new Beer Style Finder are only available at craftbeer.com. Craftbeer.com, celebrating the best of American beer. 
Hey, guys, what'll it be? I'm not sure. What do you recommend? A lot of people seem to like the Hefeweizen. Is that a German Hefeweizen or more of an American-style wheat beer? I'm not sure, but I can give you a taste. Okay, great. Great. The Cicerone Certification Program certifies and educates beer professionals in order to elevate the beer experience for consumers. Unfortunately, not every bar is staffed with certified beer servers who can guide their customers through a beer list. Here you go, guys. Let me know what you think of the Hefeweizen. Oh, yeah. That's definitely more of an American meat. But I can hardly tell because this beer just smells like sour butter. I wonder how long it's been since they cleaned the draft line. Yeah, and look at the bubbles on the side of the glass. It's filthy. Somebody should tell these guys about the Cicerone program. For sure. How about we head somewhere else for another beer? Your server should give beer the same respect you do. Request quality. The Cicerone certification program offers four levels of beer certification, in-person classes, and course books for beer professionals. Check them out at Cicerone.org. The Cicerone Certification Program. We know beer. Hi, this is Tyler from Libertine Brewing Company in the central coast of California. You're listening to Brewing Network, The Session. Is it suck? But that's what's good about it, is that it sucks, right? Thanks, everyone, for hanging out and sticking with us. Smelling Bev's food right now. Bev's oh, eating man, I was getting a little hunger pain here. Yeah, food would be nice. She's like, I'm starving. I'm like, hey, you know what? So are your boys. Her boys? Kim's not starving, though. She didn't chime in, so I said, your boys. Oh, we're her boys. Yeah. Oh. We're, oh, we're Bev's boys. <laughs> yeah. well, like, she she has a girl. Body parts. Yeah. I take oh, no responsibility for any of you. You thought it was like a titty Smart. joke? I don't know. Yeah. Don't know. You know, the boys. Them, bo- them boys. Hey, <laughs> it's them boys. <laughs> they call the girls. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> what are you going to do? Hey, have you visited the Vault for Homebrewers? I have. You have? Yeah. Oh, shit. Well, Check all right. There's that library. Well, then he knows already. <laughs> well, yeah. It goes better now, right? <laughs> yeah, there we go. Uh, hey, Tasty, yeah, have you visited the vault for homebrewers? No, I have no clue. No. Tell me about it. Well, I don't want to waste my time. No, he sounds like he's been already. It doesn't sound like you'd be into it anyway. Oh, I would be, actually. I'm just kidding. It's White Labs' collection of specialty one-of-a-kind strains where you're able to pre-order and decide which strains are released to homebrewers. All you have to do is visit whitelabs.com slash the vault and place a pre-order on the strain you'd like to use. Once it reaches 150 orders, White Labs will release the yeast and ship it directly to your doorstep. And there's good news for professional brewers, too. If you want access to any vault strains for your next brew day, place a minimum order of one and a half liters through yeastman.com or by contacting a customer service representative and you'll get access to their unique specialty strains as well. And if you're into the haze craze, like we've been talking about here a little bit, WLP-066, which is their London Fog Ale Yeast, is a great choice for those hazy New England-style IPAs. And White Labs has already released it twice from the vault. Wow. Wow. Very popular. Yeah, it is. I mean, that's huh. how you know something's super popular. Exactly. Where, I mean, they're just, you know, because normally I think they just rotate them yeah, or whatever right. in the vault yeah. or something. Once in a while. Yeah. Uh, don't wait. Homebrewers, visit whitelabs.com slash the vault to learn more and place a pre-order today. Well, you know, we're in the middle of the, of the peak brew season. We're starting the, the peak brew season where you can, because it's cooler, you can control fermentation temperatures. So in the three months from now will be the entry date for the uh, national brew competition. So that's people true. should consider oh, like right. buying some of these special yeast and doing a split batch where they just you know make their standard you know uh, 
uh, English mild with you know the normal yeast, you know, and yeah. after that, but then make another option for uh, a beer with a, a yeast they'd never used before. Yeah, that's a good that's a good point. And they just announced those dates too, I think, right? Yeah, that's just come yeah. So yeah, it's a peak brewing season. That's why the yeah. competition is in early spring. It's, it's you know, the, this is the great weather to, to hmm. ferment. God. Man, I got three taps loaded with beer and I haven't touched them because I've just been drinking celebration. <laughs> yeah. So now's the time for you to plan what you're gonna be brewing to compete with in March. Yeah. A kid. That's <laughs> what I'm competing <laughs> yeah. with. Well, that well, no, you brew now yeah, before be the kids. Because this will be the last time you get to brew. Exactly. You have four months left of no, brewing. I, no, I have a no. robot. I'm I'm straight, man. I'm, I, I'm, I, I do not plan on taking one of those, like, four-year sabbaticals from brewing because I have a kid. There's no way. It's not going to happen. No, good for you. You're yeah. going to have the Pico raise your kid while you brew? Yes. If I, yes, I, I think so. That should be an option. That should be the next Pico <laughs> Babysit <attachment>. my child. <laughs> right, yeah. Well, I feel like if, if it's cold, like in the winter or whatever, I can just nestle it up against the keg oh, while yeah. it's brewing or whatever. That'd well, you could just like sous vide the kid to sleep, right? Sit <laughs> yeah. it for like 80 degrees, 90 yeah. degrees. Yeah. I yeah. Warm bottles in it. Right. Hey, oh, it's already taken care of the kid. <laughs> anyway, we're back on with Luke here. Luke, are you with us? Yeah, Didn't we lose you? Oh, nice. Nice. Welcome back. Uh, Luke, of course, from Streetside Brewery in Ohio. We have some beers in front of us. Um, I think they're in the same order, but see, here's what happened, Luke, is I threw that list at Bev. <laughs> so now I don't remember which, uh, which beers they are, but I believe the first one was All in the Family. Yes. Tell me a little bit about this beer while we, while we sip like trained professionals. <laughs> Uh, so this beer is kind of cool. Um, so I guess after maybe a month into us brewing, or since we opened, um, the dad of Garrett came down. and was like, "Hey guys, so um, my sister's brother, I'm sorry, my sister's husband's brother, uh, he's got a, a vineyard out in Napa, and he's got some cab barrels. He doesn't want any more. Do you guys want them?" And we're like, "Yeah, sure. You know why not? That'd be awesome." Yeah. You know, to us, we're like, "Yeah, it's never going to happen. Like, how are we get cab barrels in California?" <laughs> well, so it just happens that he knows a guy who just does cross country trips. Uh, and has this big, uh, like a big FedEx bus, basically. And um, he he went out there, picked them up, brought them back, uh, um, and we got them. And with like maybe two weeks of them telling us that, we we're like, oh, okay, cool. This is pretty badass. We got brand new bills, <laughs> whatever. That's awesome. So we we're like, okay, well, we just got them. We got to fill them right away. So I think like the next day, we wrote a recipe. Uh, just brewed it really fast. You know, probably really dexterous in us. So it was like. Uh, Bases like Pilsner, uh, Spelt, unmalted wheat, and like flaked oats. And um, we fermented it out, and it stalled out around, say, 1020, 1025, because we underpitched it, you know, trying to get some more of that, uh, trying to get a little bit more sugar in there. Uh, racked into them barrels, and then just pitched it with, uh, I think, a sour mix from White Labs. Um, and we hit it with secondary fermentation. Um, that bad boy rolled for about 10 months. And then from there, wow. uh, we decided it was about just about right. So from there, we then uh, racked into our, uh, our funk tank, which is like a 900-liter uh, stainless steel tank. And um, let sit for I don't know, a couple of weeks, bottle condition from there, and then let that one sit for about two and a half months. Um, and it is now in front of your face. I really like it, man. I really, yeah. I really dig this. <clears throat> yeah, this is the first sour uh, release you've had. This, yeah, this is my, this is, uh, this is my first. Well, this is um, 
This is Garrett's and I's first professional sour beer we've ever released. Yes, barrel aged sour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the raspberry beret one was your first technical one, right? That's kind of yeah, but those are technical sours. So are they not the same? They're real sours, but you know we pasteurize them. So these are all unpasteurized. Okay. and with Brett Petio and Lacto and then regular Saccharomyces. Is kettle sour like a like a cheatery thing or Um, you could say. Um it's just the reason why we do them is one, we like sours, but two, we wanted to make sure that people knew that we were making sours versus being like, Oh wow, they're coming out with all these sours and they've never created one before. This is kinda of weird. Um so it's just a it's a way to make them really fast. Um so okay. we'll uh we'll keep the, the word really warm, say we're at ninety two. And we'll pitch um, a lacto starter at it, about five gallons, and then we'll let it sit for about 18 hours, and then we'll drop around, say, 3, 3 pH. And then from there, we'll just take it over to the kettle, and we'll uh, boil it to pasteurize it, and then we'll ferment it out like a regular beer. Um, and then from there, we'll fruit it. But um, we, like I said earlier, we wanted to make sure people knew what we were actually going to do sours. And also, yeah. Garrett and I love to drink sours, so... <laughs> Uh, we've been doing a lot of kettle sours in the room. And it sounds like okay. they've been popular with your, with your customers, so, yeah, that's, that's great. Yeah, and I, I forget the question because I never really know because some people are, you know, some people don't care, like anything in life, but especially beer. Like some people are very passionate on one side of the fence or the other. Um, and so I just, you know, I, I didn't know, but I, I like the uh, I like the answer, man. Um, but this, this beer is uh, really good. It's very complex. Yeah, yeah, yeah we're pretty excited for, like, um, for we we expect like the second iteration of this because we just solar it in the barrels mm-hmm. um, until we have more space and we can do more stuff. But um, I'm hoping there'll be a little bit more complexity in the second generation. Uh, but yeah, for the first one, I can't complain at all. We we were really we were really taken away by how it, it developed, um, and yeah, so really excited about it for sure. It has a lot of Chardonnay character. I don't, I don't know if that's possible from just the barrel, but uh, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I was getting that too. Um, I'm not sure. So the Britannomyces strain, I don't know. I, I guess in the next mm. beer, let me know if you taste it, Tasty. But in the next one, it's um, it's called Brent Berlin. So it's just our Berliner Weiss soured in the barrel of lacto and then fermented with Britannomyces uh, Clausinii. And I think just the Clausinii from the labs gives off a lot of like white wine Chardonnay <laughs> character. Okay. Uh, I hope you don't mean diacetyl when you say Chardonnay. No, no, no. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> Yeah, not like a California Chardonnay. I would PM you if that was yes. Yeah. Because you said that this was aged in cab barrels, not Chardonnay barrels, right? Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they're they're first use French oak aged for aged Cabernet for thirty months, and then we got them. Hmm. Nice. Yeah, I definitely do get some of the Chardonnay white wine flavors. I wouldn't have guessed cab barrels. But I'm not a wine expert. No, I wouldn't have guessed wine barrels, to, to be honest, at all. I, I would think that, uh, like what Luke's saying, that's coming from the Brett oh, yeah. and all that kind of other stuff like that. But there is that, you know, light citrus, almost a kiwi kind of thing happening. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, this, is, this is a beer a wine drinker. You just go crazy for yeah. it. Yeah. Well, except all the funk. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but but definitely, if you go, hey, look, and again, if you're going to introduce a sour beer to someone, you should tell them that it's a sour beer. That's true. Uh, right. So I think if you, especially a wine drinker, so I think yes, I think you're right. If you wanted to find a beer that a wine drinker would be into, as long as you uh, appropriately <laughs> prepped their <laughs> palate, right. yeah, for sure. Now check this out. This is going to fucking flip yeah. your shit. Try this new white wine. Yeah, yeah. it's going to turn your underwear inside out. But <laughs> it's really good. Check it out. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. 
Uh, to follow up on that, uh, we do have a really cool project coming up. Uh, it's a beer-wine hybrid, so try to get as close as, as to wine as legally possible. But we took 49% uh, unfermented Sauvignon Blanc grape juice, and then we blended that with 51% sour base. And so that's re-fermenting right now. Um, but that, that I would say, would probably really be a wine jiggers beer, you know, because it's, it's basically wine. But by legalities, it's got that 2% of still beer. <laughs> Right. Are you still getting barrels from California? So that is every once in a while. So we just got, uh, so it's a small, it's a small vineyard. So we got six in the first run. We just got four more in the other, uh, say like a month ago. And then everything else has been through, um, we got, I don't know, we got six from another vineyard or another guy who sourced it for us. I don't know where these came from. And then, uh, yeah, actually, to be honest, we got 12 other ones that we just got came from um, a winery called, I think it was called Tobin, or to- Tobin Winery or something. Hmm. Uh, but those, those, we got 12 of those in from, from California as well. So, Are your barrels from California, or are there any local winery things uh, in the... In the- Wineries, but we have not been able to source any since they're all kind of small. Uh, a lot of the wineries like to hold on to them for I don't know six to plus uses until they retire them, but yeah. um, I never can get them in time before they get rid of them. So uh, everything has been sourced from either California or through some broker. Well, one of those wineries around there must like beer. Maybe you could work up some deal with them where you could. Uh... <laughs> we're working. On it. We're trying to for sure. That that would probably be a dream come true. Obviously. Yeah, wow. I, I I don't know, man. I'm I'm sitting here trying to like break this beer down. It's it's probably one of the more complex American sours that I've had in a very long time. Not ever. I mean, because I haven't had them all, Warren. But um, well, that you've had ever. Oh, Not that anybody's had ever, ever. I don't know ever. That's a good. That's a good. Uh, I'd, I'd say it's up there. I'd say it's. Yeah. I'd say it's up there. It's it's very complex. Yeah. I agree. I'm not saying you're yeah. crazy. I'm right. Just, yeah. I would almost go as far as to say, like, if you had told me this is from an American brewery, I would question where you got this beer from. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Cincinnati, like, baby. What's that? I said Cincinnati, baby. <laughs> yeah. That's right. All right. This is a this is a tick in the good column yeah, for you and your state. Yeah, you're, you're yeah. right with my look. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. Yeah. You're we start with a good one. I don't know. We'll be easy now. I wanted to make sure. <laughs> and how are, how are people digging this beer? Uh, surprisingly well. Um, so, yeah, like um, like you were saying, a lot of our drink, a lot of the beer drinkers, well, at least to start, were actually a lot of uh, uh, wine drinkers. Um, and not being sexist or anything, but a lot of female drinkers Whoa. were drinking a lot of first time. Wow. <laughs> 2017, huh. you have to be careful. You do. Um, Take away but, the point uh, in the good column. Personality. You have to be <laughs> careful about female drinkers. <laughs> <laughs> Them too. But, uh, but no, so um, we have a, we had quite a few starting off from there, and then it's just really starting to slowly evolve to the mm. point now. Uh, I'm, I'm not really up in the tap room too often, but when I am, and typically when someone asks to get a, a glass, because uh, I mean we'll pull a small sample because we don't have a lot of barrels to pull off, you know, a lot of samples or anything. Yeah. Um, Snip your glass and. Um, They'll get one. They're like, "I'll uh, they'll come back up. And I'll, I'll take another one of that all in the family place." And I'm just like, "Yes, you know, it's yeah. awesome. <laughs> it's 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 not been a waste of time this last entire year <laughs> <laughs> because you're because you're 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 turning wine drinkers into beer drinkers, or at least uh, letting yes. them know that there's that there's more out there than just 
than just going to the wineries. Right. And uh, still sours are still kind of like, uh, I don't know, they're still, they're still different. People still don't really understand why you would drink something that's sour, you know? Mm-hmm. And so just to see that the, uh, the response has been so so high. Uh, or I'm sorry, the praises have been so so. Well, not praise. I'm sorry. It's been well taken so far. Uh, <laughs> let's put it that way. Uh, <laughs> um, that yeah, it's exciting because you know we've been like I was saying we've been layering every single month. So um, you know, two to four barrels every single month, new barrel. You know, and, and you know, at the end of the day, we some, I, sometimes I think like man, has this been all waste? But you know, seeing how this has been, it was well received. You know, it's very exciting to see. So. Um, yeah, keep up with what we're doing. Yeah, I, I, I think so, too. I'm glad you're going to take my advice and can continue to do this. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, what's the second beer? It's the uh, Brett in Berlin, right? Yeah, so this beer is just um, regular um, Berlin advice, so 50-50 Pilsner to wheat, and then we'll just um, sour with lacto plantarum in the barrel. And then from there, we'll pitch 100% Britannomyces, Clausiniata. So the starting gravity is pretty low, probably like 1035, 36. Um, and then from there, it just ferments out down to maybe 1001, 1002. Uh, um, and then from there, we just, um, yeah, pretty much it. We just put it on, on draft. Uh, it's a single barrel. It was more of a more an experiment to see how fast we could flip a barrel to put on draft for our one-year anniversary. Mm-hmm. And... Um, and um, we actually were able to get all in the family on draft with it too. So, uh, but yeah, pretty pretty basic. Um, but this was actually our first release we did, but our, our second project. But um, there might be, to be honest, with you, there might be a slight sulfur keg on it. Unfortunately, I undercarved the keg because um, actually this is the first time I've ever bottle conditioned. So, um, so I had a force car, but just a little bit. So it might be a little sulfur kick up. Um, bit, but, but I still get all those like kind of like white wine uh, characteristics. It's a little bit, it's not as bright as I would say is the all in the family. Um, but it's got a little bit like maybe slight mustiness from the potato mysis. To me, it, it smells like some tart whites that I was drinking two weeks ago. Like it, it smells more like a white wine then the other one tastes like a white wine, if that makes sense. Yeah, 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 for sure. Very, very bright, very tart uh, in, in in the aroma, which I don't know if that's uh, a valid aromatic description or not. But uh, yeah, no, for you sure. know. And then you kind of get like a, I don't know, I kind of get like a sort of sweet tart, maybe light, light pineapple kind of the characteristics on the palate. Um, but nice, really tangy, uh, very citrusy. And is that sulfur something that would age out? Yeah, for sure. Um, to be honest with you, I actually uh, I'm drinking alongside you because I actually forget. I have a terrible memory. Um, <laughs> but uh, the bottle I poured today, the sulfur is pretty much all gone. So unfortunately, I had to rush that package. So yeah, that's all right. Hmm. I'm not getting yeah, it at all, but I'm not kind of bullshit, yeah. yeah, I'm not super getting it either. I mean, maybe a little bit, but I don't. I don't find really the get way it. if it is there. Yeah, I get it in the same levels that you get in some white wines. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I think that kind of yeah. might help. With the white, with the wine impression, yeah, I think, yeah, I think but, you're right. But there are, so, I do get some sulfur and and mercaptans or whatever they are called. For wow. Sure. Oh, captain, yeah, that was, captain. That was a big one for me too. I've never heard that one. <laughs> <laughs> Don't quote me on it. I might be uh, mixing around some letters. 
<laughs> well, as long as that's offensive, that's all that matters. Yeah, right. Oh, I right. hate it. Someone's offended out there. He's actively sure. vomiting in the corner. Um, <laughs> Maybe we'll finally get some feedback. Yeah. <laughs> right. How's this one go over in, in the tap room? People people liking this one too because it is it, it, it is seem more um, acidic than than yeah, the other more one. Total tartness. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Which is crazy because it's just lacto, um, and it's a really tame strain of lacto. So it's actually kind of crazy how tart it is. Um, someone told me the other day um, they were trying to a gentleman had asked about it was like you know they wanted to form them you know this is our barrel aged version um, you know it's a little more. It's actually sour versus how we'll describe our other kettle sours as more as a tart. Um, and they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. You know, I, I know kettle sours, or I'm sorry, I know Berliner Weisses are pretty chill and everything. Like, okay, well, it's pretty sour. And like, yeah, okay. So he had it to him. He's like, holy shit, that's sour. <laughs> and we're like, yeah, it, it's it's a little more aggressive than the other beers. <laughs> um, other than that one, um, it's been pretty good. Uh, pretty yeah. good phrases. Uh, so, so far, so good um, on, the, on the feedback on our. Under two sour releases so far, yeah. Yeah, and I apologize because it, it may seem weird to to you know ask. Well, how do how do people like the beer? Because obviously, if if they hated it, you wouldn't you wouldn't be making it, or at least you know maybe not sending it up. But I'm just I'm curious for such a young brewery oh, yeah. doing so many sour beers, um, you know, just how how people how people like it if they give a shit or not. I guess is really kind of what it comes down to, and it sounds like they're loving it. Yeah, and yeah, I mean it's a good question. Hopefully, I'm not coming off as like pompous or anything, but no, uh, no, but, yeah, no, I mean a little bit, but it's fine. Fun. <laughs> yeah, I'm right. kidding. I'm yeah. telling all the Belgian sour makers they're wasting time. <laughs> if you are, it's playing, it's playing well here. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, I would say like the same grace for us is a lot of the kettle sours we do. We would, we would not to the extent of like making it juice, but we hit them pretty heavy with fruit. So I mean, the most we ever, I don't know. So so the raspberry we probably put. For a yielding batch of like 13 barrels, we'll do about 440 to 480 pounds of raspberry puree. Wow. So we do quite a amount of raspberry, I'm sorry, of puree in general. Um, sometimes we'll get crazy and do three berries. So for our one anniversary, we did a call, we did a, a triple berry, which was blackberry, raspberry, and blueberry. Um, but with all these fruited kettle sours that come out prior to these, I think a lot more people are more willing to try them um, and be like, well, you know, we've always liked these ones prior, so why wouldn't we like these? And so, yeah, maybe Brent and Berlin might be a little bit more aggressive because of the sourness, but when they drink on the family, they'll be like, oh, wow, this is really complex. This is definitely different. And, you know, we've, I think because of the kettle sours, that has definitely helped us uh, with having um, good good feedback so far with our barrel ages. Yeah, yeah and, and I guess that that's a good point. You know, th- there is a variety in the sours. So you're going to find something that you like uh, with regards to sour beers because you can do sours totally wrong, or you can nail right. them. And I think I think you're you're in the latter category there for sure. I think these are both really good, man. Thank you so much. Yeah, the uh, the, the, the the pretty much the straight lactic beers are like uh, like an introduction to uh, to sour beer. So when they get the all in the family and it's got you know a true uh, mixed culture fermentation. They must find they must find it more much more interesting. Yeah, yeah, and as you were saying, the complexity behind it is is a little bit. I think it's it makes you wrap your head around a little bit more than versus like, oh, that's a shit ton of fruit and it's a little bit tart. That's a great beer versus like, what am I tasting here? You know, yeah. I can get like a little 
white wine, maybe a little bit of oak character, you know, depending on how sophisticated their palate might be. But like, it's something that you kind of like dive into a little bit further, um, and kind of makes you think a little bit about it, you know? Yeah, and, and which is great, obviously, but um, it, it's it's nice to not. Well, what am I trying to say? It's it's nice to get away from, like you just said, here's a tart beer with this berry, and here's a tart beer with this berry, and then here's a tart beer with these two berries, and then that's all that we have. It's right. it's, it's nice to, to be able, as a sour beer fan, to be able to stroll in and, and, and have a, a, a not only a variety of sour beers, but a, a variety of flavors represented within those beers. And uh, I, right. I think that's, that's a hard that's a hard thing to do. Uh, you know, I, I think it's I think it's uh, I think it's tough. Yeah, I mean, going down the road, I think it'll be more interesting to see how because I, I like the I like the plan that we'll have you know a, a fairly wide cellar, and I would like to do like a cuvee that you know I find maybe my favorite barrels, and then I do a blend of those, and you know I'm really looking for like maybe this this red base and this brown and this you know this white base. I'm sorry, this bone base really come together and. Maybe you're getting a little bit of raspberry character from the botanomyces in this red base, and you're kind of getting this white wine character from this blonde base. And hopefully by then, you know, people kind of be able to accept and understand that I'm not trying to go for the biggest fruit amount. I'm not trying to go for, like, the rarest barrel. I'm trying to go for, like, the biggest, like, marriage between both bases and how they can really show and how a sour beer can really be, you know? Yeah. Are you also blending cultures at that point, or are you picking barrels that— have the same blend of bugs uh, i'd be blending cultures a melting so, pot say, if you will like a right. flanders red with say um just a regular botanomyces barrel patio um or you know doing a regular bread barrel with a lacto barrel you know just to mm-hmm. kind of get the acidity from one side and then trying to get the uh the funk depending on how i express the, you know the botanomyces in the fermentation to kind of get all those flavors to really evolve within each other. And then will you re-age them again, or are you just blending them right before packaging, and then they're just in the bottle? Okay. So I, so the, I haven't done these yet, but I would imagine I just, like, blend out, re-age until they kind of get their new um, – any, say, any false characters out, and then from there, package. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. I think we're all learning, Warren. Yeah, well, I thought he was talking about the ones that – we're drinking. Oh, right. Uh, not right. What, yeah, I'm, not what would so happen in the future. Those, I apologize. I was talking in the future. Uh, oh. For now, so what we'll do is once the barrels are ready, so this has only been – so I guess the best example would be we just blended a Saison. So that was three different cultures. So we did one, which was a sour Saison base, so Saison and Lacto. The other one was like, um, I think it was Giga Yeast uh, Cherry Funk. I'm not really sure what was in that one. Okay. And then we took our Clean Saison, which was fermented out with, um, uh, I think it was French Saison yeast. And so from there, I blended those out, and those are actually sitting in stainless. And so those are aging. Those will probably sit in the stainless tank for maybe another month. There's a little bit of THP that I want to kind of have work out. Um, and then from there, I bottle off. Um, but yeah, definitely letting those sit because they're just too young, and I kind of want to see how the flavors evolve. Well, and don't you have to worry about uh, the final gravities changing possibly and doing with yeah, the fermentation? Yeah, for sure. So it's already dropped maybe 0.2 Play-Doh, so I want to let it wait. Uh, typically, we'll do about two months. So for all my family, we did three barrels, and they were steady Play-Doh of two uh, for two months. 
And then after that, we transferred into the stainless, um, sat for another two, three weeks. Um, nothing changed from there. And then we blended out. Or, and then we bottle conditioned from there. Oh, okay. Does that sound good, so, and And no problem so far. <laughs> no, 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 nothing, nothing so far. Yeah. Um, I would say the bottle conditioning, uh, the product, it went through some phases. Uh, the first phase was like a diacetyl bloom, so that was pretty bad. And then from there, it went to a sulfur phase. And then from there, it was fine. So it took about two and a half months for it to clean up in the bottle. Hmm. Are these normal for, for what you guys are doing? Um, from my understanding, it's normal. To be honest, with you, that was like the that was actually the first bottle of air bottle condition. Oh, so, well, yeah, okay. Uh, I was incredibly nervous. Yeah. Um, were you were you from, sitting there uh, like I need right. to, I need to wear a diaper because I'm gonna crap myself? <laughs> we're gonna dump yeah. all these bottles. I, I, was, yeah. uh, I was pretty nervous actually because uh, we would um, <laughs> Garrett would actually yell at me. I'm not yelling at me like physically, but like he'd be like, you know, stop wearing because we put some PET kegs. And I would just push the plastic every day. I was like, it's not it's not getting hard. Is it fermenting? What's going on? And then the third day, the third day I pushed it, it was rock hard. I was like, yes, it's fermented. Yeah. <laughs> so nice. I was pretty excited about that. <laughs> well, that's cool that, uh, that uh, you know, your partner there um, kind of was trying to calm your ass down, man. Because that, that's yeah, got to be stressful, I, I, man. You should see my girlfriend. She's just like, all right. Luke, stop it now. We're done. We're done talking about beer. We're going to watch TV for the rest of the night. I'm like, I just don't know. I just don't know. <laughs> will the kegs be hard tomorrow? <laughs> yeah, right. No, it's like, it's like, will they be ready? Yeah. Yeah, an Extends commercial comes on, and he's like, God, that's my beer. Is it hard? I don't know. Why can't it just get hard? I need to go somewhere. <laughs> yeah. I'll be right back. Yeah, that's got to be frustrating, man. And but which would be worse, uh, uh, you know, beer that's not uh, hardening uh, its container or you know, working in a, a hotel? Uh, yeah, true. I don't know. There's a little, <laughs> there's more responsibility on me because uh, <laughs> that's that's technically not my product. It's, uh, it's well, company, that's true. So. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> well, we know whose it is. That's yeah, thing, it's mine now. It's in my glass. Uh, what's this third beer? Uh, I forget which one this third, was. Third the, one is going to be our Key Lime Pie Goza. Oh, that's um, nice. So this one was uh, just a regular kettle sour. Uh, um, then we dosed it with salt and coriander in the boil. Fermented normally. Uh, on this one, we did cheat. We did just use natural flavoring for the key lime, but then okay. we used vanilla for the kind of like the pie crust flavor to it. Oh, okay, yeah. Fortunately, we didn't have time to zest all the kiwis that throw into the boil, so, but we'll do that <laughs> some other time. All right, that's a tick against. <laughs> So, wow, this is an interesting. This is an interesting beer, man. Yeah, it took me a couple of sips to get calibrated. To I'm, it. I'm, yeah, I've had that one sip, and I'm trying to like, you know, get in the mindset of of going from that Berliner to yeah, <laughs> yeah. beer. I'm it's a joke. Both you, um, it doesn't really taste as flavorful to my palate at the moment. <laughs> kind of burnt well, out. Yeah. Also because vanilla and aroma, doesn't it? Yeah, it yeah. does. Yeah, yeah. And uh, um, God, it, I mean, it smells. It smell, it's, everything's interesting. I, I don't know. You said like it, kind of like a margarita. Um, so I do get, and maybe it's you know psychosomatic, but I do get this kind of tequila esque, hmm. you know, yeah. aroma thing going on, like a like a melted margarita. Yeah, and to me, it's as advertised. It's key lime pie, like everything I imagine a key lime pie would be. 
in a beer. That's what this is. You've never had a key lime pie? No. Re- <laughs> what? Oh really? God. I've had like key lime flavored yogurt. What are you this doing? This is why you about key lime pie. Then. Wow! Yeah. Wow! What a typical Californian. I've had key lime flavored yogurt. <laughs> Probably. So you I know assume. the flavor, but you've never had the pie. Right, exactly. I mean, I know what key limes are. I've had that. Oh, I see. Yeah. What if you had a key the only The only reason to have key limes is to put into a pie. Drinks, cocktails, things. Yeah, garnish. Yeah. Wow. Good stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Guess what yeah. my offering is in December. Pie. Oh, key lime pie. Merry Christmas, key lime pie. <laughs> so you, you, you use vanilla to replicate the crust or to why yeah. why vanilla why i mean i guess what else would you use um i don't know from why is it like in the pretty i'm sorry I was just going to say any sort of malt character probably would make it as far as the finished beer. Yeah, you couldn't mm-hmm. you couldn't use that's because typically what we would use yeah. right is like like a like if a biscuit malt or yeah, something like that. It, it but would make it this far. in a beer this light, how do you do that? Yeah, um, so I I definitely wouldn't be able to know how to do that one. So I mean, just a lot of uh, in the very beginning we would test batch a lot of these recipes before we did them on the big system, just kind of like as an insurance mm-hmm. policy to make sure that we knew mm-hmm. hey if we can at least. 15 gallons, we can probably hit it at 15 barrels. Like a, just like proof of concept? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, because yeah. Darren and I were pretty used to, like, at my old brewery, I was brewing on a 30-barrel system, and I would scale up from five-gallon recipes to there, and they would, they would get pretty close, and Garrett would do the same over at his old brewery, so we were both pretty confident on our scaling techniques. Um, and so, we just found out that vanilla, at a certain extent, kind of gives off this kind of graham crackery, hmm. flaky-ish kind of a flavor. Um, and I also, to be honest with you, I got that idea, to be honest, well, to be honest I got the idea um, from Westbrook, from their Key Lime Goza. I remember taking the tour, and they did a Key Lime Goza. It was just unreal. And I remember the guy saying they used vanilla bean, and I never forgot that. So when we did some trials, <laughs> that vanilla bean worked out. Boom. <laughs> and so, uh, do all of your kettle sours come out this clear? I'm not sure if I've ever seen a clear a sour beer. Brilliantly clear. Um, so honestly, I can't answer that because we fruit everyone. Um, but, uh, I don't know. We use, we use a thing called Bright's Orb in the Bright Tank because we're an unfiltered brewery. Um, and we'll just go straight to the Bright Tank. We'll hit it with Bright's Orb and then we'll let it sit for 24 hours and then everything kind of like drops out to an extent. Um, but yeah, actually, I actually never thought about that. Um, but maybe this is just a prime example. I don't know. <laughs> uh, like I said, we, we typically will fruit every single one that we get or we'll do some sort of addition to it. Uh, we never typically just go straight. Um, but we do use Saf Hill for a kettle sours, um, so that could be it. Pretty hard flocking yeast. Um, oh, okay. So that, that might be it, but I'm not sure. It just added to my confusion because I, I forgot the order and thought it was going to be the coffee Blonde ale. <laughs> it's like, that, this is the strangest nice. coffee I've ever smelt in my life. Maybe it's decaf. Yeah, maybe it's oh, decaf. It's decaf coffee. Yeah, duh. I might Warren. like decaf. <laughs> yeah. Man, to me, this it smells like tequila. Mm-hmm. I get a strike. It like this is. I mean, you know, obviously a watered down doesn't smell like boozy like tequila, but the right. flavor of uh, you know just a tequila with salt around the rim and a little bit of lime. Mm. Yeah. I don't know. 
little graham cracker on the side. Yeah, yeah, a little bit, man. And then you taste it. Yeah, and it, I mean, it tastes very much like a like a key lime pie, and, and maybe even a little creaminess for the whipped cream. That might be in my head. Oh, with <laughs> the vanilla. Yeah, yeah, with the vanilla and the, kind of the, the soft mouthfeel there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That sounds good. That's a good beer, man. Does the coriander is the coriander doing anything? Am I missing the coriander? Didn't you say there was coriander in this? Yeah, um, the coriander. No, I don't really get anything out of it. I'm not sure if I lessen the amount on this one purposely or not. I don't um, to be honest. But um, typically, the coriander is pretty subtle, um, depending. But do like like I don't know. So when I scale up for my homebrew, it's like 15 grams for five gallons. So, um, not too much per se, no. uh, but I probably went a little bit under, probably did more like nine or eight on purpose to kind of get that. Cause you know, with the, with the Korean, you get that, like that lime zesty characteristic from it. And I didn't really want that to intrude on the other flavors. Hmm. Yeah. I think that's smart. I think that's, uh, but you have to have it in there. Yeah. 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 I mean, we're going to call it good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, and then we have uh, the other beers. So, what is the next one? Let me see if I can. The one louder? No. No, that one unfortunately is all gone. Um, the next the one, one, dude, it's that damn FedEx. I'm telling you, man. Ah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Return of the Mac. Yeah. Right. So, this is just a base blonde with so it's a two row and then a little bit of honey malt um, for the color. And just a tiny bit of sweetness. And then we use a local roastery that has a coffee called, um, what is it called? Caramel cream? Yes. Yes, that's exactly I it. Just, I pulled that uh, out wow. of my head. I How just, did you know that? Yes. I'm a frequenter to Cincinnati. And oh, okay. I feel like, um, you, know the coffee. you drink their coffee all, all the time. time. Yeah, mm-hmm. I go there just for the caramel. No, it's in the notes. I know. <laughs> so... Um, <laughs> Yeah, so we just um, we'll just dry bean it. So we'll take the beer finished, throw it into the bright tank, and then um, we'll actually just take whole beans and just let sit in the bright tank. So we make sure that the beans are like just roasted day of for sanitation purposes. Um, and then I'm not sure what flavorings they use, but they use something for the caramel cream flavor. Um, sit in the bright tank for. Two to three days typically is how long it takes, but typically we'll just go by when it tastes right. Um, and then we'll pull the beans out, we'll carbonate it, and then we'll cake off. This beer is funky, man, This, but not, not in the ways of the other beers. This is, uh, Warren, this might take me a little bit to figure out, too. <laughs> this beer? Yeah. Well, it reminds me of if I imagined having a coffee. You've never had coffee either? <laughs> Morn exists on Soylent and just yogurt, and that's all he does. He doesn't actually eat solid food. Right, yeah. Yeah. I've heard about food. <laughs> no, it has actually a, like a spiced coffee character. Like a, could be yeah, pumpkin, a lot of people say spice. Um, kind of coconut. Coconut? Sure. I get coconut, man, yeah. for sure. It's mm-hmm. like those Jelly Belly combinations that they give you on the wrapper. It tastes like the cream soda one and the coffee one together. <laughs> Who are you? <laughs> I drove past Fairfield yesterday, all right? We passed the Jelly Belly Her couch factory. is Jelly Belly. Have a look. That's true. I guess it's on my mind. <laughs> yeah, it's like a, like a black coffee, but like a real, like, you know, latte or something. Yeah. 
And so yeah. that's very creamy. It's a very creamy mouthfeel. The cream flavor is on the coffee grounds themselves or beans themselves. Is that what you were saying? Uh, yeah. So we just take whole beans yeah. and uh, we put them into um, a paint strainer bag. Um, and then we'll tie it up. And then we'll just let it sit just in a crude sense tea bag it. <laughs> and that comes from a winery in California, too. <laughs> the tea bag? Tea well, bag yeah. oh, okay. We actually have a beer called Tea Bags. Um, it's actually a green tea honey beer. And the reason why we call it Tea Bags is because we literally tea bagged it in the. Is that a literal sense? Mm. We're weak of mind here. When you say tea bag, we think one thing. I, I like this beer a lot. I, the, the coffee is, is messing with me because I taste the coffee essence. But right. I don't taste any. Co- I don't taste coffee. If this makes sense, I taste the. Yeah. It's like I'm tasting the aromatics of the coffee, but I don't taste any coffee impact. Um, right. Which I presume because the oils are coming off of the beans, uh, along with yeah. the caramel cream, and it's it's. I I almost want some sort of coffee. Well, the acidity because the the the, cof- the cream flavoring and maybe the honey malt and everything yeah. are covering up the the bite. That you typically get with just the acidity from plain coffee. Well, but it's not even in there, right? Because, I mean, you're soaking the beans. You're not... I, I, I don't know, Luke. Maybe is, is Warren right? Am I just stupid? Or both? No, I mean, like, so a brewery... Um, well, uh, well, so there's a guy that we knew who did, who, who used to brew, uh, made a really good stout. And uh, basically, um, he let it sit, the coffee beans sit in the stout. It had a... Nat- it had... So, unfortunately, I think there's some artificial flavoring here. I apologize. Hmm. Uh, but it wasn't, for our knowing, it was more because of how, how the roaster flavored the coffee bean. Yeah. And so we always had this idea that if you took a flavored coffee bean, you're probably just going to strip the coffee bean, or not the coffee bean, but the flavor, mm-hmm. the, the, the oils that they put on it, Yeah. Um, whatever that they use. Um, so we were always expecting to have some sort of coffeeness to it. Um, but from this one, I feel like the the flavorings that they used were more potent than we were expecting. Um, hence, why we also got that coconut flavor because when we would smell and when we brewed the coffee and we tried it before we threw it into the beer, we just got a lot of caramel and you know like dark roast character. And then when we threw it into the beer, we're getting all these other flavors that we weren't getting when it came out into the black coffee. Um, so I think it's a little bit of both, uh, but I really think it's because the oils are so strong, it's actually masking a lot of the flavor. Yeah. Um, but I think, I mean, the honey malt, the main intention for the honey malt is just try to add some sweetness because it, it's a little, it's a little light in body. Um, mm-hmm. so we're trying to add some back to it. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's, I mean, I'm not saying anything's wrong, but it's definitely, definitely could be a two. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's crazy. Do you do you grind the coffee and drink it afterwards? I mean, come on. No, <laughs> Have beer actually, we, um, Why we not? gave it back the first time we ever did this. We actually gave it back to the roaster what? to see if he could do anything with it, but um, he never got back to us about it. So I don't think it went well. <laughs> <laughs> just add more, add more. Uh, he he probably saved it for the next batch. He just added more caramel cream to it and then gave it right back to he you. He sold you the same coffee hey, twice. Yeah. With well, look, beer look. flavor. Time. <laughs> Luke, how long do you leave the beans in the in the bread tank in the in the tea bag? Uh, so typically, it's around three days. Uh, and what's the, te- what's, again, the, what's the texture of the beans when you take it out? Uh, they're they're um, they're so firm. Or are they mushy? What's going on? Yeah, 
Yeah, not stressed like express. Um, they they come out, you know, they're super wet and firm, and you know, just oh. kind of like when you th- when you throw something into water. Um, they don't they I've don't change people, at all. I've had people tell me and they bring them out there. They're mush. They're like you're just like a, everything that's available. Is really, given to the beer. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. No. Because I would ask, no, why don't you are, grind them up? Like whole beans. Yeah. I mean, you might be better like chopping them up a little bit. Of course, with that, you have to be yeah. consistent so that the next batch you make, you'll know how much coffee to use. Right. Yeah, this is just a technique that we use at the old brewery. So, I mean, we'll do on our regular stouts that are just like dark roast. Mm-hmm. Um, and we always got a killer flavor. But, yeah, I'm sure if we sliced them up, we could probably use like half the amount that we do already. <laughs> yeah. yeah, absolutely. Get more more surface area and all that kind of stuff. Hey, if you have any questions, home brewers, if you have any questions for uh, uh, making any sort of beers, you guys can uh, probably hit up Great Fermentations. You know, they have the largest catalog of Blickman products on the web, and their staff is some of the best trained in the business in using these products. They offer top-notch customer service, same-day shipping. Check them out, greatfermentations.com. Of course, they're all over social media, so that's the new hotness for the kids. That's the trend. That's the hazy IPA of the internet, Warren. Social media. Did you know that? Did you know this? Have you heard about this? Oh, it sounds like something I would really like gr8 fermentation uh they're all over instagram and facebook and all that kind of stuff great fermentations good people um well i guess great people why not let's upgrade them (laughs) gr8 people gr8 people um okay let's do the i think it's the last one right the demogorgon yes all right let's so demogorgon is our first barrel aged style uh that we released uh if you haven't caught you know got it if you haven't caught it yet, uh, Double Morgan is based from Stranger Things. Uh, Garrett and I are big Stranger Things nerds. Yeah, you um, have to be. So we've done quite a few beers. We've done, well, not a lot, three of them. We've done one called L, uh, or Zero One One, mm-hmm. and then we do a beer called Where's Barb? And so <laughs> the story behind Where's Barb is, so the base beer, or, I'm sorry, so we start off with the base beer, which is actually the Double Morgan. But for Where's Barb, we'll actually fruit it during fermentation with sweet and sour cherries. Uh, more on the sweet cherries, kind of give like a black forest cake sort of flavor. Um, and then we'll hit with cocoa nibs and vanilla beans. And so that's like a big dessert stout. Um, and then the original batch, before we fruit it, is then the Demogorgon. So for this batch, we then threw it into Heaven Hill barrels and let it sit um, actually for a short time. This one only sat for about six and a half months. And it went into the barrels at 11.5, and it came out at 13.1 when all blended together. Wow. Um, pretty fresh barrels. I mean, that's another beauty of being in Cincinnati or just in Ohio in general. It's just a hop skip, and then you're in Kentucky, and that's just Bourbon County. So, you know, you go to any Cooperage, and you're picking up barrels for pennies on the dollar for someone, say, in California. Nice. You get to pay freight and everything like that. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so six, six and a half months. Um, and then from there, um, just bottle them off. And so this is a double bourbon. Damn. That I, it's bourbon. Mm-hmm. A giant just hit. I feel drunk. Of alcohol in the mouth. <laughs> Which I imagine what it would be like to encounter a demogorgon. So yeah. Netflix hasn't sent you a cease and desist yet? <laughs> for all of your, um, no. Well, so Demogorgon isn't trademarked. Or check. Because we actually have gotten a cease and desist. So on one of our New England cam releases, and this sucked because we got the we got the cease and assist maybe like a couple weeks before the release. Oh. Uh, it was called uh, Chilling with Bob Ross. So we actually had our graphic designer. He um, he had a picture of he did a design of like a big afro and a guy just drawing on a painting. 
and it was it was awesome. Like it was the funniest thing we've ever done, and people were going ape shit for it. People were coming up from like Tennessee because they were like, "Oh, my name's Bob Ross. This is so cool. I have to be here." <laughs> And then, and then we get like from BobRoss.com. We're like, yeah, you gotta drop that. We're like, ah, damn it. And we're like, we have like two weeks left, so we had to get like a, we had to resubmit a name. Luckily, the state of Ohio was cool. Like, we got it done. Uh, we had to redo everything. It really stank, but uh, but no. So what we did purposely is uh, to avoid um, Stranger Things from Netflix. We um, we did a drawing of the demo worker from Dungeons and Dragons. Smart. And so D and D hasn't done any trademarks or anything on the name Demogorgon. So, so far, so good. We'll, we'll see. We, we plan on redoing this beer um, every year and try to switch it up. So, like, next year we'll do apple brandy, um, bourbon, and then, you know, maybe if we can score some, like, rare barrels, we'll do that. Um, but we'll, we'll see how it goes in the next couple of years. But so far, so good. Oh, hey, that, that's good luck, man. And, yeah, I guess I, I kind of forget that. Stranger Things pulls a lot from D and D, and they don't really. Wizards of the Coast hasn't uh, reached out to you. <laughs> uh, this beer, because they do, they, they that's who they send no. Dr- no. Dungeons and Dragons. Well, right, but yeah. do they send season desist, or are they uh, not? Assholes? I don't know. Do you want to call them? No, because then no. they'll probably send me a season desist. <laughs> it's just from anything in general. <laughs> Never enjoy our product again, right. more yeah. And, yeah, it's only for people. Well, I guess they're. Adults well into their late age playing D and D still. Yeah, I, I will be one of them hopefully. Kim, you, I, we haven't heard from you in a long time, which is probably pretty good. So, Mike, no, um, where's my appreciation? <laughs> you tell me about this beer. I think that you would do great describing this beer. I probably wouldn't. Just no. talking to your microphone while you don't describe the beer. <laughs> yeah. No, it, it's pretty intense. I mean, um, I don't usually go for anything imperial anyway. Um, because it's too intensive a flavor for me. So I taste like all that bourbon barrel. Uh, so it's not, it's not my style. So I wouldn't say that I love it, but that's only because this is not something that I typically drink anyway. So JP was right. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Thank you very much. Um, no, I, I see what you mean. Um, it's, it's, there's a lot. Going on. Like I smelt it before I even, you know, sipped it. So it was... Basically, it's the same in the nose as it is uh, on my palate. It's just, it's a very intense barrel. And that's fine. That's not, that's not necessarily, um, you know, you're not wrong. You're just incorrect. <laughs> I'm entitled to my wrong opinion. That's right. Yeah. No, to, to, be, to be honest with you, it seems like the inverse or the upside down, if you will, of the first beer that All in the Family we had, because All in the Family is a lot of flavor, but the kind of lighter flavors and, 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 and it's very complex. But this is the exact opposite of that. It's it's very complex and it has a lot of flavors, but there are a lot darker flavors, and there's a ton of them. It's like you have the the entire spectrum of those kind of dark barrel aged, darker malt flavors, and they're all kind of linear in, in in my mind. They're all just kind of nothing really stands out to me more than than the other. There's the the bourbon up front, and then it's all just kind of here's the lovely beer. Um, just you're driving down the road of beer. Well, I mean, it's not it's not hot. You know, like some of those no, boozy not. beers, you right. can get really hot. This does not have that. Right. <clears throat> this, uh, I know you're just barely over your first year, but this really kind of emphasizes to me the seasonality of beers. Because to me, this is Midwest winter beer. Oh, yeah. It's great. Like big, strong barrel character. Also a well-made stout underneath. Yeah. Compared to the, our, the the sours that we started with, 
I mean, yeah, those can get those can be drank year round, but if mm-hmm. I'm if it's snowing outside, I'd much rather have one of these than than one of the sours. Yeah, and, and we don't really get winter out here, so right. it's hard. Like it's hard for me to sit down with a beer like this, but but today it's fucking freezing outside. Yeah, it's like sixty two degrees. No, it's like uh, it's like fifty five. No, but that's California winter. I'm not kidding. Yeah, no, cooler than that. Yeah, today mm-hmm. low, the low is supposed to be like like forty eight, which is oh, rare. No yeah. way. Yeah, way, bro. I checked my no, Amazon Echo. Yeah, no, you can't verify it, Kim. Put your phone down. Yeah, stop doing that. It ruins the game. It ruins the game. The game of making shit up. Yes. Welcome oh. to the radio. If you're right, that's great. God. You guys aren't playing by the rules. Uh, no, I, I like this beer, Luke. I, I really do. I think that you have uh, layered. You're good at layering all of these flavors. N- nothing ever really sticks out. Nothing's ever disjointed and kind of at odd angles uh, in, in the mouths. It's very it's very smooth and it's very transitional, um, which is hard to do just in the dark beer. I think in general, uh, but you do it so well in the light beers too. Uh, this is a good beer, man. Yeah, we're, we're we're excited how it's going. It's funny that you guys said bourbon was so strong. Um, I'm not trying to like uh, um, defend myself, but uh, we no, actually no. when we got these barrels, we actually uh, we rinsed them really hard because when we got them from the uh, cooperage, the bungs were in. So we uh, we hit them with hot water a oh, couple geez. times, and then we filled them. So um, no, and I, I didn't. Guess I, I guess they're really good barrels. <laughs> yeah, I didn't mean it as as as, as a negative at all. I was it was oh, no, 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 su- sure, surprising sure. to me, especially coming off the last beer. I love bourbon, so so I enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah. Don't get me wrong, it was, uh, but it, I, I've never experienced that in a in a the, like this in a bourbon barrel aged beer before. Um, usually, when I have it, it's like there's. There's bourbon. It, it, I don't know how to describe it. It's very clear that there is bourbon in the in the thing, or that it was a bourbon barrel age. That it wasn't rinsed or whatever. But this is like the the. the if you take the aromatics of a bourbon um, yeah. and you kind of take the lighter spectrum of those and kind of that's what I that's what I got out of this. And I think the 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 beer underneath kind of completed, in my mind, that bourbon f- flavor, you know, obviously along with the barrel and all that kind of stuff. So it wasn't it wasn't over bourbony. It was it was it's just the right amount. And it was just that one hit because now that my mouths are are used to it. It's very, uh, it, it, it's not as intense, but it was just that, wow, bourbon. Yeah, no, sure. Uh, well, but in, in a, again, in a very positive, a positive way. So and, I don't want to put you on the defense, man. Oh, no, no, no. I'm not, I'm not over here crying <laughs> all upset or anything. No, I was, I was just, I just wanted to let you guys know, like, we actually rinse these barrels and actually I'm drinking it with you. I'm like, damn, there actually is a lot of bourbon. Yeah. To be honest with you, I'm not going to lie. Ever since we bottled it, it's been conditioning crazily in the bottle. So oh, yeah? I don't know how you think about the mouthfeel, but in the very beginning, it was really, really thin, like to the point of like it was kind of embarrassing. Oh, man. And now it's been in the bottle for a while. It's it's starting to get like a little bit thicker. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's just crazy how beer's conditioned in the bottle, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, this like reminds me of the bourbon reduction that you would put on pecan pie. Oh. Because it's really smooth. It's slightly sweet. I mean, you get that flavor pretty intensely, yeah. but it's still smooth on the end. Yeah. I wonder if the, the hot flushing uh, maybe helped remove some of uh, a lot of the alcohol left behind, which is why we get a lot of intense bourbon flavor hmm. from a relatively young bourbon barrel aged beer, mm-hmm. but not a lot of the alcohol heat, which is one of the first 
you things think? that if in an unrinsed barrel, yeah. one of the first flavor, fl- flavor contributors that you get oh, really? in a beer. Yeah. You think that flushing with hot water, we, we would, well, how would that pull the alcohol out? I mean, it, helps, it might help volatize it. Some is in the barrel. One, yeah, one, it dilutes it, but then even if it, it's yeah. rinsed hot enough, then that's going to evaporate before the water even does. Hmm. And so it might just be removing it from the barrel. Luke is warm full of shit. But it picked up 2% alcohol in the barrel. So, I mean, it's not like it. Oh, well, yeah. I'm not saying it removed everything. Yeah. 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 It's crazy how much it picked up, to be honest with you. Especially since you're instant, though. Yeah. That, yeah. That's why we were so blown away. Because we got on the... For our first test, we went our, for our first barrel-aged beer. I mean, you always see those nightmares of guys doing recalls. And for our first barrel-aged beer, we wanted to make sure everything was perfect. So we got you know, bacterial <laughs> tested. Sure. And then we got alkalized. And they're like, yeah, um, this beer is 13.6, one's 13.2, this one's 12.1, and then we blended it. It was around those numbers. And when we blended them all together, it came out to this number. We're like, wow, even after a hot rinse, it still picked up that much alcohol. And the only reason I can think that is because we picked them up in like the dead of winter, and it was just freezing out. So everyone was like locked up in the wood, and then it came out when it hit the time, you know? Yeah, it was somewhere. It's there. Yeah, it's yeah, it's, it's definitely there, man. But in in a good uh, in a good way. Did you did you build the the base recipe to match the barrels, or did you just say, hey, I think this would go well in Heaven Hill barrels? So no, because um, like like so like I was saying earlier, like we we just don't like bourbon barrel aged beers. But whenever we would homebrew barrel, or whenever we would homebrew stouts. We just wanted them the thickest, the chewiest that you could get. You know, really high chloride in your water, massive amounts of flakes in the in the um, in the mash, mm-hmm. and um, it it seems like just the chewiest and the biggest you can get it, it seems to hold up pretty well in a barrel. So um, we we've kept that going with um, some other village beers that we've been doing since Demogorgon, and they've been holding up pretty nicely in the barrels. Um, because since then we've been we've gotten pretty lucky to get barrels that are literally it's emptied maybe a day before and there's just a puddle of bourbon where you just pour out like a pint glass of it basically God. and we're just racking straight into them so we're uh, we're getting pretty lucky on those um, but yeah I guess I guess the moral of the story is get them as thick as possible so they can hold up to the oak <laughs> right or or get them when it's freezing outside right one of the two. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Luke, these are all good beers, man. I haven't uh, I haven't had one that I would that I would send back for sure. I think my favorite is that all in the family. Awesome! Thanks so much. Uh, yeah, we're, I'm stoked that I could get that out to you guys. Hey, we're we're stoked as well, man. Yeah, thanks for trying twice or making an effort twice. Yeah, I do appreciate that too, man. If this comes up, you don't say no. <laughs> right. Well, and I was so like Bev called and she's like, "Hey, look, we don't have the beers." And I'm like, "Well, let's just let we can do the interview. We've done it before." Uh, but I'm glad that we didn't um, it was my idea not to do it. And then, uh, no, it wasn't. Um, but I'm, I'm glad, too, because, because you know, obviously the interview wouldn't be uh, as as good or as productive. But the beers are just great, and I wouldn't have had an opportunity to try some of these beers, man. So uh, thank you very much for, for, like Warren said, sending these Johns back out here. No, it was, it was awesome. Thanks for having me back on, guys. Yeah, for sure. All right, man. Uh, t- hey, how far are you away from Bourbon County, just out of curiosity? Um, so the closest 
bur or the closest distillery that's on the Bourbon Trail is probably twenty miles from me. Oh, that's not wow. bad at all. Because um, you know, maybe Warren one day we'll get out there. I hope so. And then we'll we'll definitely yeah. have to come up for uh for some beers. And then we'll be twenty miles away from your place. <laughs> twenty miles away. I'm sure there's an there's a lift out there, and uh, you know, <laughs> yeah, it's some guy on a John Deere. <laughs> he pulls yeah. up. It'll take four yeah, hours to get there. Go across the border, it's, it's it's a whole other world. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Luke from Streetside Brewery in Ohio. Uh, thanks again, man. I appreciate it. Oh, at the end of the day, what was my uh, what was my end tally? Oh, I think it was seven four, um, <laughs> and uh, I think Ohio wins out over you. Right. I think is what it was. Ohio, seven, Ohio seven, yeah. for you for yeah, you. Yeah, that's cool. That's yeah, cool. yeah and, that, and that's okay. Uh, but it's out All of five, right. so if that matters. <laughs> No, I'm just kidding with you guys. Thanks so much for having me on. It was awesome. Yeah, thanks, man. Cheers. We'll see you. All right, bye. Excuse me. Yeah, man, I like the beers. Yeah, and people, you know, always go, "Hey, I drink them all." Did you Did you really like the beer? Are you just, you know, no? I really like the beers. I thought they were all good, and they were brave uh, starting out doing sours right from the beginning and still only being a year old. I know, right? They kind of, they might have deserved that King of Ohio. I think so. Well, award. we'll, we'll never know because Bev lost all the beers. <laughs> we were just really covering for her. She fucked up. Um, hey, so uh, you know, like Luke, he's a home brewer too, brewing some beers. And uh, if you want to learn how to craft beer better, if you want to keep track of your beer uh, recipes better, then head over to beersmith.com. It's a twenty-one day free trial, all that kind of fun stuff. At the end of the twenty-one days, if you don't like it, which you know that means you can't make good beer if you don't like it. Then, uh, you know, no harm. You didn't do anything wrong. You didn't pay for anything. There's no refund. There's no, like, weird form to fill out. You just don't do it. You just don't buy the software. But we're sure you're going to love it. Uh, Brad at Beersmith works really hard. He has a cool podcast. He's doing a lot of work right now on uh, teaching people how to make recipes and kind of recipe formulation and all that kind of fun stuff. So uh, check it out, beersmith.com. All right, we are going to take our last break. We're going to come back. And I don't know what we're going to do. We're going to play a Twitter game and yeah. uh, maybe make fun of Kim a little bit more. I might have brought a beer that we could maybe try. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Well, maybe we'll dump it out on your head. Perfect. Can't accept. Yeah. It's the session. We'll be right back. Listening to the Brewcasters. Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. Since 1979, Williams Brewing has offered the finest equipment and freshest ingredients and the best customer service in the business. Check out their brand-new patent-pending mash-and-boil 110-volt electric mashing and boiling unit. This compact all-stainless unit lets you mash, sparge, and boil just about anywhere that has a 110-volt plug. Double-wall construction adds to efficiency and safety, and a precise thermostat keeps temperatures where you want them. Unlike insulated buckets and converted coolers, multiple temperature 
temperature rest mashing is easy to do, all for under 300 bucks. They also feature the Mark II Work Pump, a magnetic drive high temperature pump that does the work of pumps that cost twice as much, as well as exclusive Brewer's Edge regulators and quality Keg King kegs and disconnects. Check them out today at williamsbrewing.com to bruise their vast selection. With over 20 years of experience making world-class craft beer and more than 100 gold medals in international competitions, Moylan's Brewing Company is not just a pretty face in craft beer. Just ask Brendan Moylan. What do we got here? The beer of the hour. Moylan's, gotta love that big M. It's like a sign of awesomeness. It's got an extra kick to it. Let's pour this bad boy. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, Moylan's. The end of the night when the kids are finally in bed, the wife's in bed, <laughs> nobody's bothering your ass anymore. That's Moylan's time. Moylan's is for you. Yeah. It's to help you out. Yeah. It helps me out. What? Well, because it's freaking awesome. Northern California brewed. It's brewed with love. With love? Oh, yeah. Tremendous. And it's always best where? Moylan's. you got to try it on tap at Moylan's in Novato. They're freaking awesome. Not only because I own the brewery, because I love the beer. Cheers! Boom! Kilt Lifter Scotch Ale takes big beers to a whole new level with rich malt balanced perfectly with delicate hops and now comes in four-packed tall boy cans so you can take the party on the go. Or come to the brewery, take a tour, and try any of Moylan's fresh creations right from the source. Check them out at Moylan's.com. <laughs> Army, have you heard the latest at HopTech? Since HopTech has doubled in size after a huge expansion, Jade and Roberto can stock even more of the best quality homebrewing supplies and equipment. Over 60 kick-ass varieties of hops and malts, monster truckloads of quality brewer's yeast, including white labs, Y-yeast, and multiple dry yeasts. They even have all grain systems from Grainfathers and Ruby Street Brew Systems, thanks to Jade, the brand-new all-grain brewer. And don't forget about their 10% discount to all BN Army members. Jade and Roberto are waiting for you and all of your brewing questions over at HopTech.com. HopTech, totally not sucking since 1983. Hey, my brewing brothers and sisters, this is Jamel Zanisha, and I want to tell you about Heretic Evil Twin. You might be familiar with my homebrew recipe, which uses massive late hopping to create a balance between the malty sweet and the hoppy bitter, along with an outrageous malt and hop character. I wanted a beer with the same bold hop and malt character, so we played around with the homebrew recipe until we were able to make a great commercial version, too. We've created a beer rich in malt character, full of caramel, toast, biscuit, and an ever-so-subtle roast note. On top of that, we piled in an insane amount of citra and Columbus hops at the end of the boil, as well as in dry hopping. This damn-the-cost approach to hopping gives Heretic's Evil Twin a great blast of citrus and tropical fruit that can't be matched by any other hop. The result is a bold, malty, hoppy, but easy-drinking beer. This is our top seller, our flagship beer, and I couldn't be prouder of it. Cheers. To find Heretic Beers near you, click on Find Some at hereticbrewing.com.
<laughs> All right, welcome back to the show, everybody. Those are some good beers. I really, uh, I really enjoyed them. Uh, hey guys, if you are in the area on Saturday, December second, from eleven thirty to three thirty at Drake's Brewing Company, they're hosting something called the Hazy Days of Winter at their San Leandro Brewery to celebrate the freshest, haziest beers in the Bay Area. Seems kind of cool. If this is a look, the hazy beer is uh, is everywhere right now, and uh, if you're into that stuff. Yeah, I think you should you should hit him up. It sounds like it's going to be check these people up. I'll be there. Alvarado Street, Beachwood, Casa, Ca- Casa. <laughs> Jesus Christ, I'm from I'm from California. Yeah. Livermore, Casa. It's Livermore. It's pronounced Livermore. Oh, uh, Casa Agria, cellar maker, Green Cheek. Uh, which they had a uh, an Oktoberfest, the Green Cheek Oktoberfest at the fourth uh, anniversary at the Rare Bear. Right, that was really good. Yeah, Evans um, doing some good stuff. Yeah, uh, Hen House, Highland Park, Humble Sea. Never heard of them. Hmm. Modern Times, Moonraker. They're all the the rage now. Uh, Mraz Brewing, our friend Mike Mraz. Uh, Noble, of course, and Temescal. Well, uh, and then they have hazy beers from Drake's, of course, on tap. Uh, something called Get Stupid IPA, Go Dumb Double IPA, Ghost Ride the Wheat IPA. They're very clearly E40 fans hmm. at Drake's. I thought they were just making fun of dumb people for the first two. Man, you you live in the Bay Area. You need to know E40s. You need to know the culture, bruh. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, Fizz Face Wet Hopped IPA, which is not E40, but I forget the guy's name or else trying to, trying to sound cool. Uh, Freaky Tales Session IPA plus some new surprise beers. Additionally, the event will have a Freaks of the Industry section featuring high adjunct, adjunct, <laughs> high adjunct and non trad beers. Hi, Gaha. Including Alvarado Street, Naughty by Nectar, Imperial. Quote, air quote. They air quoted Imperial. Kettle Sour. Uh, Casa Agria Frambuesa de la Casa Saison aged on raspberries. Hen House Winning Team Rice Lager. Highland Park Friendlier American Lager. Modern Times Dragon Mask, which is a pretty rad name for any beer. That's great. And then the OG Overcast Brew 510 Brass Monkey. That's all one name? Yeah. Oh. That's all one event. That sounds great. What's the OG Overcast, Mike? Do you know what that is? Yeah. That is. Because it's not like a brewery name. That's why I was confused about if that was just the beer's name or what. Yeah, I don't know either, man. Well, Tasty, when you go there, report I'll back. Report back. Okay. Yeah. I, cause, I mean, because sometimes they do like um, I know for their anniversary, I think last year, or maybe it was a Barrel Fest, where they did like a, an, a, an alum brew or something. So maybe it's a oh, bunch of like alu- alum, alumni, alumnus. They do, they do alum- stuff, yeah. A cult. Collab They've from the alumni. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. It's a great training ground for sure. Uh, the event runs from eleven thirty to three thirty. Local DJs, Children of the Funk, Rec League, On Tilt, Monk Benito, and more will be playing in the best old school hip hop and R and B. A limited amount of growlers filled with Drake's hazy beer of your choosing are available for pre purchase to be picked up at the event. You can uh, get tickets. Where? Okay. <laughs> 
You can go to get com and check it out. No, because I'm sorry. I'm, 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 this is the article that Bev. This is what Bev printed out to me. Right. And all the fucking links are highlighted, but they're just they're hyperlinks, oh, right? Yeah. So I can't click on them because it's analog. Click here. So to get go tickets. to what is it? Drinkdrakes.com. You can always Tasty. Google Hazy Days of Winter. Hazy Days of Winter, everybody. But go to Dr- uh, Drink Drakes, and uh, all that information will be up there. I guarantee fucking it. All right, Warren, we have a couple things to do with you, one of which is shave you down. Oh, great. The second right. is drink your beer. We're not talking yes. about the beard. Um, so <laughs> I brought the beer. Talk about the lower beard. But I don't have any glasses to put it in. Oh, um, okay. All right, well, you're, you're sort of in the beer industry. You probably have... It's one thing you just haven't caught on to yet. Right. Let's just I, I make all it. drink I, from I'm, it. I'm new to the serving you part of it. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's just all drink from it. I just put my mouth on the butterfly valve. On the dumbbell. Yeah. The yeah. yeah. Uh, well, before I forget, we do have to talk about the uh, Brew Guru app. If you guys haven't seen oh, the sure, Brew Guru that. app from the American Homebrewers Association, check it out. Especially if you travel a lot and you want to go around and find the best deals to uh, cash in on your AHA membership. You also get... Uh, Zymergy articles pushed to your phone. You can read all that stuff when you're in the bathroom or doing whatever it is that you do alone in the house with your phone. Uh, we're not here to judge. It's fine. But uh, it's free. That's the best part of it, everybody. So go to your Android uh, device phone store or the Apple device phone store or whatever you got to do. But the Brew Guru app, it's great. Uh, it, it really helps you take advantage of your AHA uh, membership. And, of course, if you're not an AHA member, you should find the highest point then fall off of it. Because AJ does a lot, man. We wouldn't be here without the AJ. A tremendous amount. Okay, um, let's get to Warren has glasses. Okay, Warren, what beer is this, man? From across the room. Well, why not? It's the Vienna, Middle Out Vienna. Middle Out Middle Out Vienna Lager. And you brought this before, right? Right. Okay. Is this just a second version of it? Well, right. So the point of me bringing it again was yeah. because last time you didn't like it. Would you so, mind helping him out? So I can? said I was going to. Uh, I said I hated it, I think is what my exact word is. That sounds like something you would say. Yeah. Um, The point was that. Yeah, I tightened that. Sorry, Kim. Jesus. Okay, I got it. Wow, Kim's weak hand. I opened it. (laughs) Barely. I lift, bro. Yeah, she popped a blood vessel. Yeah. Um, The. I brought it back because a new batch just went on, I believe, about two weeks ago. And so. This has a few changes and tweaks that some we talked about last time. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, to see what you guys think. And what did we say last time? Do you remember? A, a um, lift it, lift it, and place. Because every well, time you push the glass, it we can all hear it. So I was Thank still uh, toning down the the bitterness and and dialing in the mineral adjustments to okay. to get the beer more balanced between the the, the hops and the malt. Um, so that's the direction you were going. That's what you're what, correct. What you're yeah, looking. yeah. Just essentially balancing out the beer. Yeah. Okay. Um, and also, um, there's a uh, just a hint of Carafa Two Special still in it, and so I w- I didn't want to mess with that until I got the the hops and just and the malt balanced right. See, I'm glad you brought this in and and. It's you know we're we're following the saga of this beer, which is great because you know we get guests in all the time that talk about tweaks to excuse me tweaks to the beers and changes to the beers that they want to do, but we don't ever get 
to try those changes again. No, and breweries, and then everybody's, we don't, everybody's doing that. If you're a good brewer, you're always tweaking. You're always tweaking it out, right. And, and so, yeah, so this is good. I, we get to have a series here. Exactly right, of the same of the same beer. And so I, I appreciate you doing that because we never, you know, you never get the follow-up. And, and, and this way we can give feedback and then you can decide which feedback is good and which feedback is bullshit. Yeah. Just don't ask him for it. Well, once I get it where I want it, I just won't ever bring it back again. <laughs> That's yeah. right. Okay, good. I appreciate it. So, uh, what did you do again? Remind, uh, re- tell me what so, you did. So, uh, we reduced uh, the bitterness amount by basically the theoretical threshold just by about four or five IBUs. Yeah. Um, and then we also uh, essentially kind of kept the same uh, sulfate to chloride ratio, but okay. reduced the total mineral addition. Oh, okay. Um, Lower level. And, and, okay. and still keeping it above 50 ppm of calcium, uh, key yeast nutrient, um, but just reducing the overall mineral content. Um, and then uh, I believe we might have messed around a little bit with the uh, temperature rests, only by a degree or so at the different rests. We do a two-step rest. A degree we'll or two? I mean, okay. Right. And, I mean, and what style is this beer? <laughs> this is a Vienna lager. Yeah. What do you think, uh, Tasty? I like it. All right. Really clean. Really Kim, what do you think? I thought you weren't supposed to ask me questions anymore. Yeah, I break my rules. From is this time. also a style you don't drink normally? Actually, <laughs> <laughs> like, no. I mean, we were harassing poor Kim oh, at the yeah. break because I'm like, God, I think I put you on the spot. She's like, yeah, you did. Well, I specifically did say this is not something that I drink. I've had like four <laughs> yeah. in my lifetime right. because I don't like them. Yeah. yeah. Um, That's fair enough. What no, about I Vienna actually Lager? really like this, but I've had, uh, God, I've had something Warren did a long time ago, and he's, hate to admit it, but he's actually kind of talented. Wow. Oh. Well, i get you somewhere. You don't have to bring food next time, no. <laughs> no, I'm bringing key lime pie. Uh-huh. I feel like yes. that oh, has okay. to happen. Yeah. It does have to happen. And I think that everyone else might actually eat it this time. This beer has lost the body. I, I, I appreciate that in this. What's the uh, uh, ABV? Uh, the ABV is 4.5. Wow. So, so it's a session a lot of session before. beer. No, really it, it finishes, I believe, around uh, 3.2 Play-Doh. So, oh, sure. I mean, so 10, 13. Uh, finishing gravity, yeah, um, and it's right around uh, I think about twenty two IBUs. It is very uh, crisp. It, there's a, it's a hard crispness. That's not uh, sometimes we say that and we talk hop hop bitterness as a crispness, <laughs> but it's definitely a water crisp. And before I, I felt it was kind of a lingering bitterness. Yes, whereas I agree. this it's crisp enough to where. It's not a residual kind of malty flavor in your mouth. I agree. Um, oh yeah. And it, but and also if you get too crisp, then it can kind of be thin yeah. feeling. But this yeah. I don't think is thin. And I feel like I, I, the 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 reduced bitterness and the mineral adjustment has got that where I want it. Mm-hmm. I'm basically kind of deciding if I how I feel about the craft of two, and also if I don't <laughs> like it, what do I do? Because it's basically what gives it the color. Oh, yeah. Um, one idea that we're uh, toying around with, which we really need to decide because we're actually bringing it again on Thursday, yeah. um, is the instead of uh, adding the crafa and milling it, uh, or mashing with it, just adding, throwing it in the louder ton. Because you, you, you think you're getting too much carafa to flavor, like flavor impact? You're getting absolutely yeah. no carafa flavor. It's just color. Right, so you're getting out of the crafts color. So craft flavor, right? Oh, I think I get a little bit of like a roasted really flavor to it. I'm not getting that, but um, it's got to be subtle, otherwise it wouldn't be a Vienna Lager. 
Oh, well. Well, should there be any roasted Carafatu flavor in a Vienna lager? I, I don't know. Probably not. Well, I mean, and so that's why I... But you're, you're, and you're, I'm, you're, you're I'm, opening a brewery. I'm splitting hairs on this. <laughs> you don't yeah. have to give it a stop. Yeah. It's just more like something to talk about here. Yeah. Well, I think if if any brewer has to brew to style, it's Warren. Because of all the shit that we talk on the show. Otherwise, what I am think, I doing? I think he has to. Well, no, that's the reason not to. That way we can't, like, ding you for being too uh, red. Oh, okay. good take. Because the Vienna yeah. Fargers aren't this red. Which is the like, point I was going to make. is If you want to make it a little bit lighter in color, then that would be a reason to back on the, uh, the grass. Well, but... that's pretty but red for it. According to the BJCP, this barely skirts in it's on red. the light side. What? Yes, this is this is one SRM... Within range on the light oh, side, I, I, I always yeah, see them as much. And that's why, well, yeah. and that's why I'm kind of perplexed as what to do because, well, most of the from time, a taste it, perspective, I'd be happy to remove it, right. but then I'm way out of balance. So, what percent of the gr- the grist is Munich malt that, uh, that would normally give it the red character? Munich, uh, I use Munich one and Munich two, mm-hmm. and I would guess off the top of my head, probably about twenty five percent combined. That should be enough. A lot of Red color right there. Ac- according to the the brewing software, I take the carafe out, which is only five and a half pounds in the whole in the whole uh, grain like bill. It reduces it, the SRM by almost half. Like it, it, that puts this beer down close to seven SRM if I take out the carafe too. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> why wouldn't you just throw it in the mash instead of take it or or use a, a like a dehusked three or something like that? Well, that, I mean, that would be darker. Yeah. Three, well, isn't yeah. that what you're talking about? You want it You want it because it's just at, on the lighter side? Well, but I worry about because... So if you're saying reduce the pounds Tell but have it worries. darker. <laughs> I don't want to have a more aggressive roast flavor, mm. like from Carafa 3. No, because you're talking about pulling it from the mash and putting it on the sparge, right? Right. Or, or did I fill that blank in? No, no, Maybe no. no. That's what I was talking about doing with the same amount of Carafa 2 and just see... What yeah. mashing versus doing the technique of throwing it in the louder? See if you still get the same color. I think you need to add more flavor. into the top in into, order to get into the, the, the sparge in order to get the same impact. Yeah, without getting the flavor. Without getting the flavor. Okay. Do you know how much more I need to be adding? Because I, I have to figure that out tomorrow. Twenty-five percent. Tasty. What do you think? That's a good number, Kim. What do you think? Of what? Yes. So so I'm adding I'm adding five and a half pounds of crafatu. <laughs> Neither of them were being in the mash. Of course we aren't. What would I? Do, how much would I add to just milled in on, oh. in the louder ton to, to bump his carafe to put in a spark. to get the same color? But because theoretically, when you do that, you don't get the flavor, right? Yeah, I just, yeah. Probably like you know ten fifteen percent more would all be needed. Oh, okay. But frankly, I would go with Fuck more it. Munich malt to get more Munich flavor in the beer. You and, think there's not and, enough Munich? No, not flavor? enough. Okay, I could use more Munich. Because I think it's a bit... In some, in some ways, it's almost like a Modelo. It's just mm. a nice, good, like, dark lager. Which is... Which is I, great. I think it's lighter than a Modelo, the, yeah. the Negra, because... Yeah. Oh, right, yes. Be, yeah, the, it is Negra, color, yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, it, even in mouthfeel. Well, like, yeah. The Negra Modellos are actually kind of a creamier... Um, Full, but like more full, but this, it's not as crisp. This this is crisper uh-huh. than the, the, the Negra Modellos. Yeah. Okay, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not no, no, no. saying that's yeah. a flaw, but if that's what you're trying to replicate, then I'm not necessarily going for Negro Modelo because that's even a lot more brown, dark brown than this. <laughs> it's browner and, it and more, it's sweeter, and it's yeah. not. But it's it's kind of um, like a light Schwartz beer almost. Just thinking about the um, malt characters, it's yeah, pretty much yeah. like a you know base malt, and mm-hmm. you have color. 
I'm just saying it's a mu- more Munich character. So it would make it more Vienna like. Okay. Not yeah, that, I mean, that, again, maybe that's not what you're trying to pair it with. It's some item on your No, no yeah. But I, this is about half mm-hmm. Vienna malt, and then there's the 25% uh, Munich. And then I actually have maybe 15 to 20% Pilsner malt. That I was kind of just as it warms up, the, reducing the Vienna character. That's coming out a little more too. Yeah, yeah, which the the yeah the Munich malt. Yeah, I think that Casey's oh, okay. talking yeah, about because yeah, yeah. it was pretty uh, butt ass cold. Um, yeah, and so that's what both Brogan and I really enjoy the, the malt flavor. Mm-hmm. We're just kind of torn on what's a Brogan. Want, that's. Uh, Brogan's the brewer that actually oh. makes the beer. Oh, okay, great. At Loma. What yeah. do you do? Uh, I you stand get around. Yelled, get yelled yeah. at? Um, I stand <laughs> around and, and remind her uh, what to it do. Yeah. Oh, A few yeah. times. A few times a week, I remind her what needs to be done. And that's Otherwise, it? she does it all. Well, that's pretty good, dude. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah. needs a Brogan. Yeah. I've taught her well. I mean, she made this. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I like it. Um, I think the changes that I probably gave you were were very evident in this beer, this, in this product. So you like this one more than what you remember? I do. Okay. What what would you change about this one? I I think it's too crisp. I think it's too like there's too much of a like a mineral thing at the edge. What what should be there instead? Or, or malt. What? You want it to be more malty? Yeah, I, th- I think so. Because for me, okay, and, and this is I'm, I'm trying to explain to you what I taste, which is always hard for me because I'm stupid. But it's like we're on beer radio. Yeah, right. This is what I do for a living. Um, <clears throat> um, it's it's you get all the, the beer flavors, and then right at like the apex, it just flattens out with like mineral, like water mineralness, right? And then everything kind of fades away from that. Okay, in the finish. In the finish, right? So so what I'm left with is more of the minerality now than I am with the kind of beer, the mm. malty. Uh, there's there's some bitterness there, which is fine, totally fine. Mm-hmm. But there's the the maltiness kind of fades away. And I don't know if that's maybe what Tasty's telling you, too, about the, the, the Munich or not. But, sure. Um, there, uh, if you can beef that up a little bit, I don't yeah. know how. Well, I mean, it might be swapping, removing the Pilsner and using all Vienna and Munich malt or something. Or Bert as yourself the base. and not Brogan. Huh? Wow. Whoa. Yeah. Kim. And she just broke her mic. Bunches. She just dropped her mic. <laughs> wow. wow. Mic drop. Yeah. A literal mic drop. Yeah. Huh. Jeez. She wants you to take a job from a woman. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I'll tell her what you said. <laughs> uh, we'll see. Uh, but I, I mean, I think it's good. I, I think I think pulling the bitterness out, it, uh, yeah. I think, did a lot for it. It's a great, <laughs> it's a really good beer. I mean, I can drink yeah. this all night. In fact, I've oh, yeah. I poured a couple of them. It's just stylish is all I so Well, right. And, like and so that's what I'm trying to balance out because I don't well, want I it feel to good be... Because he, he asked specifically. Right. So I feel good about it. Yeah. What? The, Giving you this all this feedback. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 Be honest. Don't, don't pull punches. I'm glad you yeah. brought this in. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. So, so, my so, so less Pilsner. Sure. More character malt. All right. Yeah, sure. Why not? Let's go with that. <laughs> And if sales go down, I'm blaming you guys. Uh, blame Kim, really, more than anything. Because this is one of our top sellers. Look at her. She can't even put a microphone through a thing. Yeah, what is wrong with it. you? Yeah. Her, just, bet, hold bet, it. just hold it like a karaoke defense, singer. I bet Brogan can fix that microphone. <laughs> 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 
There you go. Now we're now interviewing Kim's collarbone, and because uh, the mic is just all wonked out. Um, okay, Warren. Well, good job. I think you did great. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for Thank you. Yeah. Uh, let's do a Twitter game, and then we can. Oh, right. Then we can do our favorite live read. Kim, do you want to do a live read? I can't even get my mic to work. Just hold it. Just hold it by the Like a human being. You're actually born with two microphone holders on the end of your arms. <laughs> I thought those were for double fisting alcohol. They're for a lot of things. They're for double fisting a lot of things, but they could be for double fisting microphones. So, would you like to do a live read? No? <laughs> Wow, she is no fun. Can we get can we get Kim who it's, is fun it, for once? It's great that you come in once Why a month. Why is there Kim? no bottles of Patron around here? We had a key lime beer. I got my best when I'm on. <laughs> yeah, I said fun, not train wreck, Kim. We've seen train wreck, Kim. I have a photo. That's true. I have a photo of train wreck, Kim, passed out in the RV, driving right. home that from Mammoth. That wasn't passed with out with four locos taped to her hands. <laughs> no, that was time. that was not a nap. A nap is I'm going to lay down and recline. Yeah. A, a, a pass out is suddenly the thud from your forehead mm-hmm. hits the table, yeah. and then you. I don't move. Were your shoes on? <laughs> I don't think anything was really on so much as draped on her. <laughs> Around her. Yeah, she <laughs> was trash. Anyway, bring... It was the elevation. Bring that, yes. <laughs> bring that Kim back. She, that Kim would do this live read. She would. Uh, what's the, what was the Twitter game again? Uh, Lord, the please? Twitter game was, since pumpkin beer uh, is a thing of the past, what is the next holiday beer? Okay, and I do want to fight you guys a little bit. I see pumpkin beer in the store all the time. I don't really? see it on tap. Yeah, so hmm. that's what I, I don't buy. That. Right. Oh, okay. But on tap is one. Yeah, no, I go to the store because that's what I have because we have mm-hmm. no good beer bars in East County. And, yeah, um, okay. we have good ones over here. So. Well, but your beer selection in East County is also a little off of what's normal. I went to fucking Safeway the other day, and I was like, the, the beer guys are restocking the Johns or whatever, and I'm like looking, and uh, they're like, hey, can we help you find anything? And I'm what? like, I'm like, first of all, <laughs> oh, you have no you idea don't who you're who talking you're, to. Yeah, right. I've, I've, can the, I help you? By the help sheer you? fact yeah. that I have nothing in my cart from this section means that I'm a picky fucking asshole who has nothing better to do than hate on everything that everybody else likes. Or someone so, new. No, you can't help me. But I go, I'm actually looking for celebration. He goes, oh, we're actually sold out. I'm like, I thought he just, I, I looked at him the way I would look at someone who kicked Taryn in the stomach. Like, <laughs> what the fuck? And he goes, yeah, we're actually, uh, the whole warehouse is sold out. And I'm like, uh-huh. oh, uh-huh. okay. And the guy's like, but Torpedo would be my next best choice. Uh, it's the best IPA bang for your buck. Is what he told me, and I go, yeah, no, thank you though, but no, and I just walked away, went to Rayleigh's down the street, tons of fucking celebration. So well, their warehouse wasn't out. No, their warehouse Different wasn't warehouse. out too. Yeah. I imagine it's the same uh, distributor. <laughs> I don't know. A torpedo? Yeah. No celebration. Get no, out the, of my the, face. The chains get deliveries to their warehouse, and then they right. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Anyway, sorry, I didn't mean to take I over mean, the Twitter game. No, that's cool. Um, yeah. What would the next? What's the next seasonal trend in beer? Yeah, and would we like it? Um, so some people actually went with other holidays too. I oh, guess because I, I said holiday beer. Yeah, you weren't sure. you yeah. weren't specific. What, yeah. what other holiday beers are there besides pumpkin beer and celebration? Uh, well, the first uh, huh. tweet 
Oh. Goes with a different holiday, actually. Oh, shit. We're about to find uh, out. All right, go for it, Warren. Colorado JBS says, for Bevo, I hope hot dog flavored beers for the 4th of July. Ooh. The purest will be brewed with real hot dog water and not hot dog seasoning. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty good. Yeah. That is really good because I was thinking, like, how would you make a hot dog? Wa- hot dog water. <laughs> I mean, you know the hot dog water you've thrown away. I mean, that's just valuable. Oh, wasted. <laughs> oh, might as well brew with it. It smelled like Vienna malt or something. <laughs> that's gross. Uh, I like it. Yeah. It's gross. Yeah, I wouldn't drink it, but I like the sentiment. <laughs> would you have Brogan brew it? <laughs> if Bevo would buy all of it, I would brew it. Well, no. Yeah, Brogan would brew it, not me. No, I've had your beer. I'm good. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> Yeah, all right, boys club. It's good enough for free, not good enough to pay for. I'm just kidding. Uh, Jeff says, a really, really bitter and sour blonde. Nothing goes along with the holiday blues like a whole lot of cray-cray. <laughs> okay. Uh, let's see. I mean, he's not wrong. No. Uh, this one kind of made me a little queasy. Um <laughs> Hazy IPA. <laughs> yeah, the end. Um, dead pine needle pale made kegged with a pint of leftover water from the tree stand. Ew. And in case you needed more, that'll get you in the back of the throat. Ugh. Yeah. That doesn't sound great to no. me. No. Uh, let's see. Uh, Aaron says, mistletoe porter to help cope with family. I'm not sure if I want a mistletoe beer to cope oh, with Oh, because my it's poisonous. Mistletoe a fungus? Yeah. It's poisonous. Oh, see, I was thinking kissing under it. I think that's what oh. most people would immediately think. Yeah. <laughs> I thought but, he wanted to make out with all of his family. No, yeah, I think he wants to kill all his family. Yeah, oh, okay. Like in a, a, I'm more okay with that. Van, <laughs> mistletoe. Yeah. I don't even know how to spell mistletoe. Uh, T-O-W. I know that. Yep. I know that for a fact. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Uh, let's see. Uh, our friend Gordon Strong. Oh, shit. Yeah. He listens? Apparently. Well, he tweets, apparently. <laughs> he says, hey, I think I've been hacked. Please disregard any messages <laughs> yeah. from me. Fine, yeah, I won't read his email. contact Gordon who's been hacked? Uh, he says, a New England IPA with a, a lump of cold depth charge. Okay. <laughs> so right. it's hazy because there's a lot of charcoal floating in there. Right, right. Which, uh, by the way, the 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 new like hotness in um, drinks and like health drinks is activated charcoal. I just heard about this? this. Apparently, it's been around. It's oh yeah. Oh really? I guess you can buy it was new to me. Yeah, you buy yeah, well, so I have a friend who's, who, like, sells it or whatever, and he, he gave me one to try. But I was like, I, I can't believe that this actually does anything because that's me. I'm, like, a right. natural skeptic. Yes. I don't know, whatever. So I'm looking it up online. If you take medication, you cannot drink these fucking drinks because they will strip out your medication. Oh, yeah, activated charcoal. It pulls. They don't absorb to- What's a toxin? It, it absorbs shit. I don't think it really does anything in your body. If you want to strip all the minerals and things out of yeah. your body... Yeah, sure. Your body also needs those minerals that you're stripping out. Right. Instead of drinking your lime juice as a cleanse, right? Drink activated charcoal. You'll pull everything it's out. Yeah. water. Yeah, <laughs> and I was like, I was like, oh, I'm going to try this, but no, I take medication. I can't. Oh, I, that's right. Yeah. And so the site was like, you you cannot drink these drinks. You cannot have activated charcoal if you take medication of any kind. Otherwise, so just wow. a PSA. That from sounds Jason. discriminatory. <laughs> you can't uh, drink it. Any. 
IPA. Uh, with charcoal. By the way, you're born with like toxin filters. I want you to know that too. Just like double fisting hands and microphone stand no, hands, you're born with two. Get out. Yeah. Yeah, no, I can't. I work here. Okay, go ahead. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Lloyd says, Bruise Cruise Season Peanut Nutters Porter. Very popular that somehow nobody admits they like it. Mm. That's true. I've never been unashamed about my love of nutters. Or porter. Yeah, porter's not bad either. Yeah. Bruce Cruz. Um, or Bruce Cruz. Uh, this one's for you, JP. Okay. Uh, Travis says, juice for Jesus. JP, insert funny Jewish joke here. Oh, God. So I can't. Put you on the spot. Wow. Yeah. Funny Jewish joke. Uh, well, I don't know. Uh, they control the media, so they won't let me. Well, good thing Chris tweeted in because he's got you beat with that. Um, he says, it will be a hazy Hanukkah IPA brewed to be invasive, overbearing, and controlling like Moscow's mother. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> oh, wow. But here's laughing. Uh, <laughs> is, is Alburn a Jewish name? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It was good though. Uh, yeah, that's uh, that's pretty funny. Hazy Hanukkah, Hazy Hanukkah IPA. They are catching on. It's unfortunate. Uh, let's see. There's another IPA one. How many more of these are there? Uh, like, where, where are the funny? I could ones? do one more. All right. Pick, if I'm filtering the, out the New England pick IPA the funniest ones. one. It could okay. be an IPA. I don't care. But um, pick uh, the well, funniest this one's one. based on. Uh, Garrett Oliver, I'm assuming Garrett Oliver's comment about how New England IPAs are an Instagram fad. Yes, um, I, yes. So I really enjoy, that's. I'm assuming I should have read. I, that I might be reading today. in between the lines. Yeah, but that's one reason this is kind of at the top of my list. Uh, Jacob says a cranberry cinnamon kettle sour designed only to be enjoyed through photographs while you scroll through Instagram while you shit on Christmas Day. <laughs> Wow, they're kind of a lot. I was surprised that uh, people seemed to actually like this one. They were pretty dark, too. <laughs> they, they were all pretty, Everyone's pretty angry today. Bev's been in a shitty mood. Well, tis the season. I kind of came all angry. I'm not in a bad mood. No, you're in a shitty mm. mood. I'm not in a shitty mood either. Kim's kind of weird and standoffish right. today. Hates, hates everything. Yeah. Except her jacket. <laughs> and her couch. And her My couch, apparently. <laughs> Jelly her purple yeah. couch. Somewhere in her apartment. It's jelly bean, goddammit. Somewhere in her apartment, there's a pillow without a cover. <laughs> what color is uh, the pillow? It's her, it's her jacket. Oh, it's her jacket. It's the cover. Oh, got Thank it. You. Well, um, my heart is with Gordon Strong for just, like, right, paying attention. Yeah. But yeah, I'm, not the most, I'm most, not the most at Scott's mom. So. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. I'm it's sorry. the mom one because I feel like that's the one that resonates the most because that's also my mom. Is she? Is, are you Jewish? German. <laughs> No. Uh, she's she's not Jewish, but she's overbearing. Yeah. Oh, okay. No, she's a hazy. She's a hazy IPA. What she's would be a the hazy of a mother? <laughs> <laughs> she just got bit moji. Any other remind anybody else got anything? Uh, uh, I like the hot dog beer. Oh, yeah, I thought the that hot was dog funny. beer. That was a good I got one. Got my attention as well. Right. I did like the Gordon Strong uh, beer one as well, but I think the hot dog one. Mm. That's my. So okay, let's do this. Let's vote. 
Hot dog yeah. beer. Can I, get, can I get a reread on the hot dog? Uh, yes. Warren, please do uh, it. Let's go back up to the top. Uh, for Bevo, I hope hot dog flavored beers for 4th of July. Purist will brew with real hot dog water, not hot dog seasoning. Because I think that for me that's that's it, and we'll vote on hot dog yeah. beer. Gordon Strong's uh, read Gordon Strong's one again. Uh, Gordon Strong, New England IPA with a lump of cold depth charge, and then the Scott's mom one. Scott's mom. Uh, it will be a hazy Hanukkah IPA, brewed to be invasive, overbearing, and controlling, like Moscow's mother. And I wonder where he gets this from. Does he get it from Scott? Used to talk about his mom. Did right. he? On the show, yeah. Huh. Maybe on the, on the oh, sour beer. Oh, maybe when he's going back and forthing with us on the sour hour. <laughs> no, I think, I think I was saying, like, when he was on this show, he used to talk about his mom every now and then, or at least bring it up or whatever. Oh, I must have him, tuned so. him out. <laughs> Weird. Uh, <clears throat> teach me how to do it. So I think uh, those are the three that I would vote on. Yeah. I, Hot I'm, dog beer, Gordon yeah. beer, or Hazy Hanukkah. We have five beer. voters, so we should be able to get to a consensus here. Yeah. Um, I like the hot dog beer one because it, in my mind, is the spirit of the question. But the hot dog spices, <laughs> right. like, that's that that's it, funny to me. It, no. You're right. Yeah, yeah, it had the layers the with the pumpkin beer. Right yeah. Yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, Bev doesn't care. So Warren, go ahead. Oh, Bev's voting for a hot dog? Well, what do you think? Yeah, I think she's voting with her stomach. Um, I'm a hot dog guy, too, now. Um, Tasty's a hot dog guy. Kim? Right. Yeah, you are. Laura already outvoted. Does it matter? I haven't voted necessarily yet. I just say what I like. The mom one. Moscow's mom. The mom one. Oh, yeah. Warren? Oh, I'm definitely going with hot dog water if Kim voted for Moscow's mom. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> okay, well, then it's uh, hot dog beer. Almost yeah. time for you, Warren. Wow. So now only Kim is left standing looking like a total oh, douche. Look at it. All Except of us, for the guy that wrote it. All yeah, of us friends true. over here liking the same tweet. And then this is what happens when <laughs> friends get in the same room and a buddy enters. <laughs> Speaking of buddies, dude, I, I, my, I had to put my cat down. I had to kill oh, one of my cats last oh. week, everybody. Oh, which my worst part of social media. People posting pictures of their dead oh, they're, animals. Yeah, you've talked yeah. about this a few times. Yeah, it's sad, right? right here in this video. I am. Well, and also he posted pictures of his I dead animals. I posted pictures of my dead cat. But, Did you? But, <laughs> so, but three of them... I never look at animals. See an animal? <laughs> just scroll, just scroll by. Because you never know. Can't read the description. Yeah. Well, three of them were... Um, did I do it on Facebook? I think it was only Instagram. I don't know. No. Well, you seemed like you know. Yeah, you Facebooked so. it. Oh, I okay. saw it. No, um, but like for a while, Wesley for like two weeks, he had this thing where uh, we had this comforter that would hang over the edge of the, one of the spare beds, one of the spare beds in the east wing, and um, <clears throat> and he would go and he would just lay underneath it, but he'd only put his head underneath it. So his big fat body was sticking out, and I would just take shots every day and text him to my friends, not my buddies, and. Um, <laughs> And so I posted like three of those as like pictures of Wesley because it's just his like torso in various stages of like mm-hmm. on different days. Anyway, he was a he was yeah. a freak, man. He was a weird cat, and uh, but he was like uh, I don't know, he was like my best yeah. friend. It was it, it's it's weird working from home and like oh, yeah. interacting with your animals yeah. basically every fucking day for eight years or whatever. More mm-hmm. hours per day than you even know. So more yeah, yeah. right, and more hours per day They're than my wife. Yeah. 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 It was just, it was weird, man. But, uh, yeah, he's like, he didn't really eat very much, and he kept drinking, like, a lot of water, and then he just one day didn't see him. 
and he just mm. disappeared. And I was like, what the fuck? And you go to pick him up, and he's like, feels like he's lost 10 pounds. Like, Wesley was a fat cat. Yeah. And it feels like he lost, like, 10 pounds, had no energy. Took him in. Uh, they looked at, like, his, his eyes, like the little mucus membrane over his eyes or whatever. And she's <laughs> like, okay, we're going to run some blood tests. Comes back 10 minutes later. Your cat is highly diabetic. Your cat is in distress. Take him to the um, emergency room in Walnut Creek. Six hours later, they're like, this cat is going to need to stay here for three days just to recover from the diabetes and to get normal. Yeah. But we're pretty sure he has a liver issue, and we're po- pretty positive he has a gallbladder issue. Right. So th- you can't, you know, and I'm like, well, we got to do it. Right. Man. Yeah. Fix one, there's it. still two. Right. Yeah. And it's going to take him three days of urgent care hospitalization. <laughs> yeah. So it, we, it, out the door, it was $1,800, not to mention the $300 at the other vet. Right. Plus his quality of life, and he just we, they weren't even sure they had to like do a needle aspirator to even do the other tests, and I'm mm. like, no, that's yeah. not, I can't. There's no way. How was it? Get? Ten, almost uh, eleven. Ten, eleven. Sure. Yeah. yeah. So I, I imagine he's staring sad. at the biggest, blankest wall right now <laughs> in the sky. Are you getting choked up over Wesley? No, I was joking. I was about to laugh. I'll, sh- mid, I'll show I just, you a photo. I, I was just envisioning no, him no, just staring blankly at the wall. Staring. That's what he would do, man. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, that was like, dude, I don't want to bring it in too much, but I don't care. Uh, that was like <laughs> one of the harder because like I've had to put other pets down. But th- when I was living at my parents' house. Yeah. Right. So it was I was like six right. or four when my first dog had to get pet put down and like whatever. Yeah. I, I didn't know. I was like, oh, OK. Um, but this was fucking tough. Like I was devastating. like yeah. openly oh, we- like huh. weeping even to go huh. drive out to Walnut Creek to 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 do it. And yeah, then the vet was sitting oh, there, right. and I'm like I'm holding the man, right? And he sort of has some energy, but not. And that's after like six or eight hours on fluids. And he just they were like maybe he might get out in 24 hours. And then an hour later they're like it's going to take three days minimum yeah. to get him recovered. Uh, and I'm like, I'm like sobbing. What did I do? Like, I'm like internalizing it because that's what I do because I hate myself. And uh, the vet was in there. She was crying because I was such a fucking mess. Um, anyway, and then uh, so you can sign up for this this service where either, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll cremate, you know, the cat or they'll give you the remains for free. But it's like 90 bucks to cremate it in like a community cremation and you don't get the ashes or it's like 200 bucks to get <laughs> solo. Yeah, to get mm-hmm. solo, and then it comes in like a little box, right? Yeah, and a little. Th- I'm like, oh, let's fuck. We've already look. We're at this point already. Here's another couple of hundred dollars, whatever. right? Yeah, and then the they other- were gone for the aces. But I have certificates on my refrigerator. Okay, yeah. like certificates of death. dogs, cats. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> oh, I was I was going to ask what the certificates are for. Yeah. Say so, hey, we cremated. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Just yeah. to let you know, like a, like to tick the box. It happened. Um, but we get this card, I sh- and I thought about bringing the box in. By the way, oh, I almost yeah. did. God. Yeah, it would have been great. It would have been because it would have been cool. Um, you see Wesley one more time. Yeah, hey buddy, yeah. he's lost a lot of weight. Um, <laughs> but they 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 like they he's took, not as black as I remember. I got this uh, this card. From uh, East Bay Veterinary, by the way. If you're in the Bay Area, they were great people. And these people were so kind. They were really nice. Uh, and you opened the thing, and they had taken a fucking paw print oh. of my cat and in ink. They inked it. And then oh, they, inked. Okay. And then they put it on a little square piece of paper, and they put it in the fucking card. And the vet wrote this, like, giant, like... 
hey, you guys were awesome. I'm really sorry about your nice man. Like she was oh, from using, the actual vet from the actual from the actual doctor oh, who actually okay. put him down. Yeah. And like she was using the nicknames I was giving him because you know me, I yeah, have 12 right. nicknames for that guy. Yeah. And it just and it was great. I was like, wow. And then I get the box, and the box had like laser etched the paw print. On the the thing, oh, wow, I was like, that's cool. "This is really cool." That yeah, cool. I was kind of surprised that you didn't uh, get him embalmed. I really wanted to. I was so devastated. I I couldn't even. I, I couldn't. De- and at that yeah. point of his like illness or whatever, he was he was hurt. He looked haggard. Well, right, man. Yeah, you need to get him done up. Like I thought before, about sending yeah. him to Blobber. Yeah, because Blobber does. Oh, right, Blobber yeah. does taxidermy. Yeah. Um, I thought uh, I thought thought about it, but I I, I couldn't. Then you do could it, just man. have him staring at a wall in your house all the time. Yeah, <laughs> God, it hurt. Oh, yeah. I can't imagine when like the like family member dies, dude. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, maybe maybe they'll be nice enough to cremate them with a handprint. <laughs> <laughs> Here you go. Yeah. This is amazing. Kim, have you have you thought more about doing this live read for me? You might get an appreciation minute after it. <laughs> Yeah. I don't need your stinking appreciation. Should we do Kim's appreciation minute? <sighs> She's kind of earned it this show. All right, we want to start. Should I step out? Well, Tasty's already ready. Oh no, the, the point crying? of the minute is to Why is Bev crying? sit through it. I'm crying too. It's You're too the no, for crying. Kim's appreciation minute. <laughs> Tasty and Bev are crying right now. Wow. That, makes me, that makes me happy that Wesley was missed by people who didn't know him very much. I'm processing a lot of death. That's yeah. true. Your dad mm, just no. ate yeah. it, didn't he? Yeah. See, Tasty, look. Look at that cat. <laughs> look at that cat. No, look at him. It's cat, just no. it's just his butt no. sticking out of his yeah, sheet. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And see, that's really nice. He's a nice man. That could have been a Thursday or a Sunday. <laughs> yeah, so your your mom passed away recently and then your dad passed away. Look at that's a different day. Yeah, let's talk about this. <laughs> oh, all right. I didn't I thought you wanted to. Okay. No, we don't need more. All right. No. Well, hey man, I'm sorry, Beth. All right. Okay. Um, she's not going to do a live read, I guess. I know. She's not going to do a live read. That's terrible. Well, you know what I don't appreciate about Kim? <laughs> <laughs> Let me do this live read, and then we'll just leave. Okay. I feel like I just brought everybody down right yeah, now. Yeah, on that note, yeah, have I'm a good a week, everybody. Everyone's despondent. Yeah. yeah, make it long That's so I can bad. get my buzz back. <laughs> well, speaking of making it long, Tasty. And rigid. <laughs> I'm going to bring, bring this whole thing right back up. This is going to be good. amazing. Okay? Oh, just like Viagra. I'm going to shower you all <laughs> with the uh, the warm blanket oh, of words. The warm golden glow. <clears throat> Adam and Eve is determined to help you spice things up in the bedroom, everybody. Go to adamandeve.com and you'll get 50% off almost any item. Probably earns, too. Uh, when you enter offer code BNARMY at checkout. You know what you could do? You can get like a dildo and like hollow it out and then you can use that as an urn. Oh, yeah. Put that on the mantle. Yeah. And Wesley will always be with you? Sure, yes. (laughs) Around (laughs) you? BN Army at checkout. We all know that for sure. But back for a limited time only, you'll get the free Big O kit. Adam and Eve's Big O kit includes their exclusive Climax gel. Are you sad you're not reading this now, Kim? Devastated. Just like Uh, the story you left us at. Oh, God. And a mini vibrator. You also get your entire order sent to you for free. So hurry up, take advantage of this limited time offer. You get an adult toy, a movie, anything else. When you choose that item at 50% off, anything, free shipping, big O kit, Climax gel, mini vibe, nowhere else. Be in Army at checkout. That's B-N-A-R-M-Y. And then we're, uh, yeah, we're out of here. I think, right? 
All right, Probably. everybody. Thanks a lot for for sticking with us. Um, thanks for Streetside Brewery. Yes, yes, thank you very much, Luke, for for calling in. Uh, sorry, Bev, I brought you down. I didn't didn't mean to. I'm fine. Yeah. Well, well at least there's good fine. beer in Ohio. Yeah, I feel like I need to get buzzed again. Yeah, Kill yeah, mind. for sure. Um, and then, hey, you know what? Maybe stay tuned on uh, social media. Warren and I's new show. Oh, yeah, what's that called? Where it's That's called Heads right. and Tails. We're, we're doing a show about spirits. And uh, speaking of spirits, <laughs> and. Uh, <laughs> Anyway, uh, uh, we'll we'll do a live show. Yeah. We'll we'll let you know. We'll make Kim let you know, and she'll yell at us again. Yep. It'll be Last fun. minute. It, it might be next week, Kim. It might be next week. We Maybe don't know. Friday. Ninety seconds before they Maybe. go on air. Yeah. Hey, can you do this thing? It's actually more like a minute and a half. Yeah. Um, okay, everybody. Thanks a lot for tuning in, and we'll see you later. Baby.